What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Jordan Patrick Show. We are your hosts, as always, Jordan and Patrick. Mm-hmm. Coming at you with Season 3, Episode 4, and some Three Floyds. Um, Space Station Middle Finger. I bought this because the artwork. For one, I went to an alcohol store that I don't normally go to, and they didn't have much. But... I immediately saw the artwork on this, and I was like, oh, oh, I want to try that. And then I saw that it was Three Floyds, and I was all in, because we actually drink quite a bit of Three Floyds on the show, and it's all been pretty good. Space Station, Metal Finger, it is an American pale ale, obviously from Three Floyds. What is the ABV? I like it for the name alone, right? Middle Finger. Look at the artwork on the the bottle, too. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I already had it out. The ship's it. doing the Middle Finger. Yeah. I don't see an ABV oh, on this bad that. boy. That is pretty neat. Uh, looks like it is. I got bupkis. To be non-alcoholic. <laughs> Take it back. Yep. From the dawn of time, humans have looked to the sky for answers. Space station middle finger replies to all from its eternal orbit. Behold and enjoy this bright golden American pale ale from three com. No clue what the ABV is on this though. Well, there is. I a, see it nowhere. There isn't uh, a, a, alcohol warning on it so it's not non-alcoholic but i just don't see it anywhere on the label. i don't either not even on the the actual container which is weird because isn't it like by law they have to i believe so yes that's weird maybe we just can't read it's on the bottle cap no oh well yep oh. no idea i don't even know if this is one that you need to use that on, I didn't even try oh, well, the bottle opener. I just used it. Better to use it anyway than twist them. Like Blue Moon's twist. Found I'm that out. Pretty sure you don't need it because that popped off way easy. That's what I thought when I opened mine too. I was like, that was a little too easy. But yeah, we're back. Another episode. Um, not a whole heck of a lot to talk about as far as actual news goes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Oh, wow. Um, but there is some things to talk about in the realm of things that we always tend to talk about, and that is DC. Always. That's, I mean, it's about all we ever talk about. I'll, We're I'll, just going to change the show. I'll never not. <laughs> just change the name of the show to Jordan and Patrick Talk About DC Show. DC Talk. DC Talk. DC Fan Talk. DC Fandom Talk. Although I have figured out, like, uh, since I have the Anchor app, because we, when we're trying to get everything figured out, I've been toying with the idea of doing, like, a, just like a solo, like like half hour segment or whatever with myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've decided if I do that, the podcast will be called, no, this is Patrick just because only the SpongeBob yeah. people will know. No, this is Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have at least enough to fill a half hour episode with this one. Good. I believe at least. Oh, come on. We can stretch it. Um, I know that, you haven't kept up much with what goes on during the week. I tend to do the best I can, but I've failed at that lately. Nah, this week has sucked. This week um, was was long. Yeah. This week was, you know, 2020 in general has been just one long week. There's never been a weekend to 2020. It's just a continuous <laughs> week. It's not even that. It's like, it's been like. 172 Mondays back to back. That's it. It's just been Monday after yes. Monday after Monday. Yeah. And then the weekends just feel like Tuesday. Right. Like don't feel like a yeah, weekend. Right. They just feel lesser than Monday. And then they're followed by yet another Monday. 
Yeah, that that about sums it up. I mean, we've had great things this year. We've had Zack Snyder's Justice League being announced. We've had great video games, but it all seems hampered by the fact that I can't live a normal life. I can't go to the movies. I can't go out and do the things I want to do. Nope. I mean, it sucks. But yeah, not to drone on about what everyone already knows is a ridiculously horrible year. But we can talk about DC fandom or fandome. I don't know what it's supposed to be called. It's spelled fandome. I think it's fandome. And I know they're pitching it as dome because it's like a world of DC. But mm-hmm. I like to say fandom because fandome sounds weird. But I feel like fandome fits because I feel like they're like throwing together this cavalcade of information. Yeah. So it's like like the Thunderdome. We're just getting Well, did you see their – that's where I was going to go with it. Did you see their teaser this week? I have not. Okay. Well, the teaser shows the overall dome and then it takes you down inside through like a hallway Ooh. and there's these screens on the side and it's telling you, you know, the coming event, August 22nd. You see the screens on the side and there was like a picture of Darkseid from yes. Zack Snyder's Justice League. There was Killer Croc from Mortal Kombat. You know, I don't really care about that, but – and then I think they showed the Flash and something else. Then it opened up into this like amphitheater and you saw someone standing there getting ready to present – and then it said, August 22nd, you know, tune in worldwide, blah, blah, blah. Crowd but, went nuts. Yeah, the more important thing was then the list that they ran through super quickly, and you had to pause and screenshot to read all the names of the people that are going to be involved in the event. And there's over 300. Holy people. Yeah. So not only, not only are there 300 people involved in this event, but it's going to be 24 hours long, starting August 22nd. At 1 p.m. Eastern time, running for the next 24 hours. What's August 22nd on? Thursday. Ah, screw you guys. I know. It sucks. I thought about taking the day off, but then I'd have to take Friday off. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to... Just to recuperate, because it's been 24 hours. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but... So it runs 24 hours, and there are going to be panels there that are one-time deals. So there's going to be things there that if you're not watching DC fandom, you're not going to find it later on. At least this is what they're saying. Oh, that's baloney. Like it's going to be one time. This is your information right here. Now, I would imagine it's not going to be that way with like trailers and stuff. You can't. But I think sneak peeks and maybe certain clips and definitely panels, you know, like Comic-Con, they're going to put that up. But I think that stuff you'll only be able to experience if you watch it. But it's the internet. Everyone's going to be recording it and live streaming it. Absolutely. You'll be able to get the info anywhere. You have to simply because nobody – I mean how many people can just be like watch it from beginning to end for 24 hours? Well, more than normal because a lot of people get to – or get to. I'm not saying that they want to. But a lot of people are still stuck at home yeah, but even and can't then, go to work and things. But yeah, 24 eyes, hours is a long time. Eyes glued to the TV yeah. or I mean, computer monitor for 24 hours. <laughs> right. You know, you get up for a pee break and you miss some big announcement and you never get to see it again. Come on. It'll be it'll be on the Internet. It will. And a kind of a breakdown of what they're doing. Um, let's see. I went through a list of things that they were doing here. All good things. It is all good things. Um, we already know it's going to be a 24-hour event. Starts at 1 o'clock with one-time panels. Um, there's going to be the interactive... Um, Watchverse, the interactive U-verse, the interactive Insiderverse, the interactive Kidsverse. Um, and it, we don't know a lot about it. They're keeping a lot of stuff fairly close to the vest. But the Watchverse talked about how it was going to be interactive in the sense where you go down to like a street front 
and there's stores you can go into. Just a really weird and cool thing because you can only watch this on DCFandom.com. I want to go to this thing. Right. So I'm pretty sure that it's going to have interactive things because the website's built to allow it. Um, there's one one of the things is going to let you like explore the Batcave. <gasps> I read a bunch of information on it. Sounds incredible, and everyone's hyping it. I mean, they're hyping the living crap out of this thing. So overall, as an experience, it sounds like it's going to be amazing. Not including right. well, all the cool stuff. Warner Brothers, we've seen their uh, record over the past couple of years. They can make big mistakes, but Warner Brothers, to me as a company, when they do something right, they do it right. Yeah, they go all out. I mean, yeah, they, so this sounds like an incredible event that I do wish I could watch the entirety of. Sadly, yeah. that will not be able to happen, but I will definitely be watching as much of it as I can throughout the workday. And like I said, you'll probably be able to find a lot of it online afterwards. Absolutely. And if not, I'm just going to send you clips during work. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, that works. Because I'll just go out to my car and take breaks, <laughs> three-hour breaks, you know, and, and watch stuff. It's kind of what I deal with Man of Steel anyway. But some of the things – there's a lot of things that have already been confirmed as far as actors, directors, movies, things that are going to be there. Um, I guess first things first to get it out of the way because out of all the game studio stuff they're going to talk about, as of right now, I'm not really interested in much of it except for Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game, oh, which yeah. has been heavily rumored. First, it was rumored to be a Superman game. Then it was rumored to be something else. Then it was rumored to be Suicide Squad, and now we know that it is. But not only is it Suicide Squad, but it looks like you are at least taking on the Man of Steel himself. Instead of Batman, which is yeah. which is really weird. And I wonder if you're going to take on the entire league. That seems like too much for a game to take on the entire well, league. I can see them doing like uh, – throwing in some random league members in there um, – for boss fights or something, because yeah. that, that's what the the Batman games have been. Absolutely. Like even in the first one, Joker's the main villain, but you fight uh, Killer Croc. You know, you go up against Riddler. Um, you get to like the Easter eggs. You get to find Penguin's cell. Right. Um, you can find Riddler's cell. You know, so there's all these like cameo. Oh, then you have to fight Bane. You're, you're just taking on Joker, but you have to fight all these other things. Yeah, throughout the course of the games, you end up fighting. All yeah, of and the they lineup. do it in the second game where it's a uh, Joker's a heavy character again, but you have to fight uh, Hugo Strange. Was and Poison Ivy the second one or the first one? I don't remember now. She's a boss in the first one. That's what it was. Yeah, she's in the second one, but I think if memory serves, you only see her when you're playing as Catwoman. Mm. Like Catwoman's story interacts with her, Batman's does not. Yeah, I don't remember it. Because but... ba as Batman, you can fly to like the gardens where she's at, but you can't get across the catwalk because you have to have a skill that Catwoman has. Gotcha. So you have to like flip the grate and crawl across and stuff like that. And then in the third one, I believe she's the first person you defeat and arrest as Batman. Take her back to Gotham PD um, in the Batmobile. Which is, I don't remember. Which is cool. Okay. Which one is the third one now? Arkham Knight. Sorry, I'm not counting Origins. Okay, um, yeah. Uh, Origins is good. I remember nothing about it whatsoever. I remember enjoying it. Um, but I love Origins. It's good. And it's the one that most people dislike out of all the games it's the most. Just because Rock, really Rocksteady didn't do it. That's yeah. it. It's, um, a, it's a solid game. I never played Knight because the entire thing, I didn't get it at launch. I was going to wait a little bit, and the entire thing was spoiled for me. Oh, yeah, me too. And so I well, saw no point in playing it. I got it. like eight hours into it, and then it was spoiled. So I was like, well, fudge this game. 
But yeah, so spoiler alert, as you're playing it, one, it's been of the, a while, so. one of the first things you do is like, it's almost like still in the tutorial phase is, um, cause it's like, uh, they're telling you basically that you have the option to arrest people. So you have to throw them in the Batmobile and take them back to Gotham PD. And the first one, if memory serves, is uh, Poison Ivy. So you throw her in the back of the Batmobile, drive her back to Gotham PD, and Jim Gordon's there, and you throw her in the cell. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll play it one of these days maybe just because it's a Batman game and I should play it. Yep. But I'm not one to have – when things get spoiled for me, I'm out. Yeah. Like it I'm takes you, away man. the fun. Like I said, I'm – Eight, ten hours into the game, and I haven't touched it since. Yeah. Since you found out who Arkham Knight was? Yeah. Yeah, same. Because that was the big part of the game was trying as the player to be like, who is this guy? Yep. How does he know all of Batman's moves? And I know naturally if you read the comics you know a lot about Batman, you'll get to the point where you're like, I wonder if it's blank. Right. Um, But still, for you to tell me that it is blank is, okay, so I'm robbed of that experience, I'm out. But uh, I digress. Um, I could definitely see them doing like Easter eggs towards like if Superman's the main guy, I'm guessing the way they're hinting at it right now is do you play as this um, character from the Suicide Squad. I I mean, my guess would be that you get to and here, I don't know, you, we'll find you out. You can't play as Superman taking on the Suicide Squad because no. you would destroy them, all of them. Well, and it's a Suicide Squad game right. with the target on Superman's Yeah, head. it says target lock. Yeah. So my guess is you can play as different characters. Now, either it's going to be one of two things I would say. It plays like Ultimate Alliance, just in the mm. sense, just in the sense where you can play as different characters throughout the story. Like story requires you to play one mission as this yeah. guy, then the next mission is this guy. I can see that. Or it's going to let you just choose a member and play through it. Then you have the replayability of playing through as every member. I wonder member. If, if they do that. If they do something like the Lego games, where if you pick Deadshot, um, and you play through a level as Deadshot, or as a, you play through an area as Deadshot. Um, but there's certain areas you can't access unless you're playing as Captain Boomerang or yeah. or something like that. It would it so would add great playability. Have to go back and change characters. Replayability, yeah. Because um, Arkham City did that pretty well. Where if you found you played through Gotham City as Batman, but if you found the little symbols, you could go to them, hit the button, and trans like he flies yeah, away. Yeah, I you, remember you that. Take control of Catwoman. So if yep. they do something like that, that's cool. But I could see if it is you're playing this as the Suicide Squad members and you're going after Superman, definitely there will be Easter eggs towards the other oh, yeah. members. Uh, Green Lantern and Wonder Woman would be awesome. I just, I'm interested just to see their take on these other characters because the picture is very, you know, like uh, the colors are very well chosen to hide the detail but and they just give you enough. Yeah, it's, it's uh, right Superman, for speculation. Superman's costume looks cool. Because it's got like, like a uh, designs on the shoulder. It looks injustice e. Yeah, instead of just being a plain blue outfit, you know, mm-hmm. which is what I liked about Zack Snyder's, where it's got the patterns on it, mm-hmm. the texture, and it looks like they did something with that. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. To and see. I, I'm guessing it's going to be an evil Superman storyline, um, where he's a bad guy and the squad takes him out. Because I think that's going to go down a lot smoother than if they try to take you into a game where. You're just killing the good guys. That makes sense. So I'm guessing they're going to go an evil superhero storyline where the squad's trying to take out the evil versions of certain heroes, at least. That makes Man sense because why would the government be going after Batman or Correct. Superman if he wasn't yes. a bad guy? And also, if he's not, then you're going to get to the end of the game, and one of two things is going to happen. You're going to have to 
invest your hours into this game and then lose because you're the bad guys, mm-hmm. or you're going to invest hours into this game and then defeat a good Superman, which I don't think I don't either see them one doing of those that. would be cool. No. So yeah, yeah. It's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, what That's if, my guess. What if it's a uh, what if it's Red Sun Superman? I, I thought about that too. Like, he's communist Superman, yeah. So you're uh, sending the Suicide Squad to stop him. I'm in. I mean, a lot of fans are not. Um, what? Yeah, like how if can, you hop on the evil how Twitter, can you make on make your mind up to not be okay with it with just the picture. That's all we know. Solely because they're hunting Superman, and I'm telling you, dude, DC fans and Superman is a horrible thing. It's almost the epitome of what Twitter is. Just in the way they act about Superman. It's like, if Superman's bad, they're out. But then they love injustice. There's so much contradiction going on. So much hypocrisy in the fandoms. It's like, why? That comic I'm talking about, Red Zone Superman, it's a popular comic. But, and it comes back to what we say all the time. It's the vocal, I believe, the vocal minority. I think most of the people on Twitter are the minority, but they love to hop on and troll and get mad. And I've gotten to the point where I can basically ignore it and I just read through Twitter and laugh. But it's a dark place. Yeah. I've said it before, but it's like there's never like, positivity it's there. It's fresh in my mind now because I just watched it uh, a couple weeks ago. But the uh, the bat, or the Dark Knight Returns, Superman's kind of a bad guy. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's I mean Bruce play- Wayne is too. They're both kind of bad guys yeah, in that one. Absolutely. You know? But Superman, to me, this is a matter of opinion, but to me more so. Because they play him off like he's the good guy and he's doing what the government, you know, tells him to do or whatever, which I mean, you're doing what the government uh, tells you to do. Superman. You're a bad guy. <laughs> he, he shows up to the fight and kills like 300 people. More than that. He sinks an aircraft carrier. Yep. He sinks an aircraft carrier. He is. Everybody on yes. that is dead. Dead. He is the Superman that Bruce Wayne envisions in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Like in Batman vs. Superman, he's not actually that bad guy. But, but Bruce Wayne sees yep. him as the exact bad guy that Superman is in The Dark Knight Returns. Yep. And then even if he sees him as he's not, he sees him as the the potential to be. You know, he has that line in the movie where he's like, even if there's one percent chance, we have to consider it an we absolute. Have to, we have to yeah. consider it an absolute. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all in for the game. I am so too. far. So now, far, again, they, yeah, we haven't seen anything. We will, but we haven't seen anything uh, yeah, about it. I'm not going to be. No, I'm out based on that picture. I don't understand no. that, man. Yeah. Now they could announce something later. An actual announcement that I'd MMO be like, and then I'm out. Yeah, I don't I don't like the way this is going or whatever. Right. But from a picture, you can't you can't just be ah, I'm done. Right. All right. Yeah. I mean I, I guess it, you can, but you can if you just want don't, but I, I don't, don't understand know, that. I don't understand why you'd rob yourself of a little enjoyment. It's the same way with based the Batman. on that alone. Like the picture no, I'm I'm done. The picture looks I'm not I'm not gonna play it. All right. Right. It's the it's same still way with the Batman. It's going to make ridiculous amounts though. of money because everybody's going to play it except for you. Yeah. Whatever. But the Batman's like that. People saw the car and hated it and they're out. People saw the cow and hated it and they're out. It's like, well, wait. Watch the trailer or better yet, the actual film. That, and then if you don't like it, be out. That cracks me up because everybody loves the Batmobile and um, Batman Arkham Knight and I hate it. I do not like it. It's Tumblr-esque, it's, isn't it? It's Tumblr-esque, but it's so much bulkier. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a mix between Justice a, League and Tumblr. It's a ginormous ass tank that can, you know, strafe left and right and whatnot. And I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like the way. I mean, I like the idea that it's a massive tank and it can strafe and all that, but I don't like the look of it. I don't like the way it looks. Since I've never played the game, I've only seen pictures. Yeah. So and I, I don't like, like, uh, I don't like how often you're in it either. Like, it was a cool idea to play it as in the Batmobile for the entirety of the game. But then it's literally like so much of the game is dependent upon it. I I ended up just flying around Gotham anyway, because 
it's too much, too much, too much, too soon, too much, too soon. Um, speaking of Suicide Squad, though, um, James Gunn did confirm there's going to be a teaser at least Ooh. there at DC Fandom for it, and they released the new logo for the film, the new poster, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. It's the com- I mean, the, the first one was more bright and rainbowy with the colors. This one is just red words, kind of like an old Western mm. style, but it's it's a yellow background. With red words, with black highlights around the textures, the Suicide Squad. But it's it's what the comics Suicide Squad logo looks like. Okay, I don't so they've gone one hundred percent accurate with the comics on the logo, and we know we're going to get at least a look at it. And supposedly he, his name's in the list of people there. Will Smith, um, Idris Elba, Ooh. which is playing. We still don't know who. We don't know who. So we're going to get info on that. I guess that'll probably be where I'm assuming that's where they'll announce who he's playing. Oh, absolutely. In a big event like that, he comes out and he's like, yeah, I'm so-and-so. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I was going to say, I know it's not, this is 100% just me daydreaming. It's not going to happen. I know. It's confirmed that it's not going to happen. And I'm cool with it. But how cool would it be if they show a brief, like, 11-second trailer, and then, like, right before it goes off, like, Will Smith looks up. You're right, Deadshot's Deadshot in it. Is yeah. in it. That would be, that would be I sweet. would love that because I, I love too. Will Smith and I love Deadshot his from portrayal Suicide Squad. Of Deadshot yep. was awesome. I do not think he is done there for two reasons. And it's done there by that I mean done as Deadshot in the DCEU. Um, reason number one, he's kind of struggling career-wise right now. Like his last couple films have bombed hard both critically and in the box office. Um uh, what's the one he just made? Gemini Man? Gemini Man. Bombed hard in the box office, bombed hard with the fans. Ooh, I didn't even want to watch it from the trailer because the CG looked awful to me. So I haven't even seen it. I so seen I can't it give you an objective opinion. I didn't see it simply because the plot didn't seem that all exciting to me. No. Like it was yeah. some, I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to mark it on my schedule right. when I'm going to watch it. It's one of those I'll watch when it's free on Netflix. Yeah, I'll watch it simply because... I like Will Smith. Yeah. That, and that's it. But then you have Bright, which I loved mm-hmm. and no one else did. I still don't know what the numbers on what? it are, but critics hate it. Every film pundit that I watch and listen to doesn't like it. I really liked it. I never knew people didn't like it. It's such a good yeah. movie. And I know critics that absolutely like it, hated it. it cleared for a sequel. So Supposedly, yes. So obviously it got views. Yep. It's not like 12 people watched it and Netflix was like, yeah. Yeah, we're doing light. this. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's please those 12 people. I don't understand, and I I don't want to get off in the weeds here, but I'm going to for a minute. I see so much love for The Old Guard on Netflix. It's the newest movie they put out with Charlize Theron and a bunch of other actors you don't know of. And the premise is fantastic. And I didn't like it at all. Like, everyone that I see is like, oh, yeah, that's a good movie. There's so many logic issues in that film, I I can't get past it. Like there's there's things that are done. It's like there's why is it as bad as the Predator? No, <laughs> no, because Charlize Theron's still awesome. The She's still a really good actress. Yeah, the action's really cool, but there's logic things in it that I'm mm-hmm. like, come, come on. on, no one's gonna do that. No one's gonna do it that way. I get that. So that was my problem with it. But everyone's like, the old guard's great, and then they want to say that Bright's bad. For the reasons that they praise the old guard. Oh yeah, and we've, like, we've but, dealt with but, that before. But, but why? 
DC versus Marvel, Sony versus yeah. Xbox. We've been there, or PlayStation versus Xbox. There's a contradiction. A hundred times. And it's, it has nothing to do with subjectivity because, yes, you like something or you don't. But then you the can't. reasons that you like one thing are the reasons that you dislike another. Yeah, exactly. Makes that, no sense to me. To me, that's you choosing to or not to like something, period. Yeah. Because if I, I agree. If I say I like this because of blank, but I hate this because of blank, then I'm my bias is interfering with that. If the If the blank is filled with the same thing. Correct, um, which is what I feel like I'm seeing with Old Guard and yep. Bright. And I feel like maybe it's something against David Ayer. I will say this. David Ayer's films are all – he has a problem with his films all feeling was very Bright similar. David Ayer? Yeah, it was. Oh, my gosh. I love that guy now. But it's it, if you look at it, it's – you see David Ayer all over it. There's the running through the streets while being chased, while the cop type thing, while the setting and the editing. You feel David Ayer – now you have people See, like Zack Snyder. I like things like that though, because then you can you can look at a thing and you know which artist did it. I agree. Like everything Zack Snyder does, you know it's Zack Snyder. But the difference is Zack Snyder has a visual mm-hmm. style as well as a storytelling style, but all of his films are different. Minus that, uh-huh. my thing with David Ayer, and I don't mind it, but not only does he have a certain visual style, but he has a storytelling style that doesn't evolve. Like he started with End of Watch. Kind of like a and guy, then Suicide Squad. Guy Ritchie there for a while. A hundred percent. Yeah. I still love the films, but they're I the lo- same film. Yep. Until recently, they've ch- well, yes. even he still does a lot of the same things. Like the gentleman had like the whole the back and forth, the back and forth, which is a very David a- or David Ayer, a very Guy Ritchie thing. But it, the movies are still quality. Gentleman was amazing. Paul and Walker. he manages to tell. He's gotten better at telling the story outside of it. Yep. But David Ayer is still even Tax Collector. The film that's coming out, it looks exactly the same as End of Watch and Suicide Squad and Bright. I mean, he has this thing of people, I mean, almost like just running through the streets in chaos. That's all they do. Like we have streets, we have chaos, we have cops. I mean, that's simplifying a great filmmaker who I think makes really good movies. Nobody take this as us bashing David Ayer. I love David Ayer. And I like. I didn't even know David Ayer, David Ayer did Bright. I yeah. love Bright. So yeah, I love David. Ayer. I still like his films, but I I see si- striking similarities mm-hmm. that go beyond artistic vision in them. All that said, I feel like people just critics in general just like to pick on him. Yep. It seems that way to me. Um, I don't know. Going back to Will Smith, uh, but as a quick side note, speaking of visual uh, recurrences and or artistic styles that re- reoccur. I finally did see, since it's one of the movies we talked about, I watched uh, Zack Snyder's Guardians of Gahul. Oh, I, I haven't yet. I want to. It's It sounds so weird saying because it's all animated owls. Sure. But there are certain like slow motion flying scenes in the rain where you're like, that's Zack Snyder. Yeah. That is 100% He shines Zack through Snyder. in his visual. Yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, it's the only movie of Zack Snyder's that I would complain about pacing. It's the only one because it's an hour and a half mm-hmm. and it, sh- it should be two and a half hours. It should be like there's there's plot points in there that you don't feel like you don't feel like enough time has passed for you to reach that. But it's an animated movie, so it's got to be an hour and a half. That's my that's where I was so, getting ready to go. I feel like he has a director's cut of Owls of Gohol out there. He that, does. That's three hours long. Because in a weird way, he creates such lore and world building and character building, like they, they talk about battles and wars that happened in the past. So there's all this lore that's with owls. That's fascinating. And I want to see it all. These owls, they do. They like wear helmets and have cl- like metal. Yeah. Like I've seen gaunt- the trailers. Gauntlets it looks built. cool. Like they, the owls have a blacksmith clan. 
where there's a black, there's an owl holding a hammer in his little claw talon and just banging because <laughs> he's building the armor for the owl. So it's really, 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 really cool. I suggest watching it. I will. But that that's the one the one complaint I would have is that's the one uh, Zack Snyder movie that I can see pacing. Well, being, I would say Zack Snyder issue. has no business making a kids film. That that, that being that's said, what I would say. It it's because it's an animated movie. I feel like, like you said, if Zack Snyder was given free reign, he would have made it a two-hour movie. Yes, at least. But since it's an animated but then it movie, appeal to children, and it's directed yeah. towards like it's it's actually pretty violent. But I'm they, sure it but is. they do the whole like where he stabs an owl, the camera pans over, and you all you see is like the feathers flying. You don't see yeah. like the stab or whatever. But I would like to see one day Zack Snyder do a, a two-hour like director's cut of <laughs> Guardians of Google. It's it is good. Um, so that was a brief side note, but uh, as brief as I can make things. Yes. But uh, back to Will go, Smith. Back to Will Smith. Yeah. I don't think Will Smith is done as Deadshot for no. for one reason and one reason alone, and that's despite what people said and what critics said. Uh, Suicide Squad made money. Like, well, not only that, but like a fair bit. And as an actor, yeah. that's that's pretty pretty key. Which goes into my point. DCEU, he's guaranteed money makers mm-hmm. and he needs a money maker on his film resume right now he's been going through a stretch minus bad and, boys that did well and if you look at the dceu they are pretty uh they're pretty sold on the being aboard the train of casting top name top name actors yes or top name celebrities you know you cast margot robbie a very well-established famous individual as harley quinn you cast jared leto who had been an act uh, been an actor for a while, but really, really popular as a singer in his group as a vocalist. You got Ben Affleck as Batman, Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Uh, you they know. made Henry Cavill. They like made, Henry they Cavill made really Henry wasn't Cavill. anything he, yeah. until that. Um, you know, you got Jeremy Irons just to play. I would love Alfred. to see him again. Well, we will see him again. I mean, you know, and not to sound the way it's going to sound, but Alfred's not a character you really need a top bill actor to play. Even though they've had him on screen, Michael Caine, My, I, yeah, exactly. Jeremy Irons, it's Michael been awesome. Caine, Jeremy Irons, and I, I love it because Alfred's a very vital character to Batman. Um, so I love seeing somebody who's an established, tremendous actor like Michael Caine. Yeah, he's the only Jeremy family Irons. member Batman has, the so he's vital. One, yeah, and without Alfred, I think Batman fully slips into insanity. Absolutely, he's the one voice of reason there. Blah blah blah. Um, but Warner Brothers for. Well, Warner Brothers for their not even the DCEU, but for their movies, for their for their comic book movies, they're big on. I mean, the original Batman. Nobody thought Michael Keaton would be good as Batman, but he was a well-established actor at the time. He was like one of the kings of the '80s and early '90s. They cast him as Batman. You got Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Blah blah. You know, going on and on and on. I keep saying blah blah blah. I don't know why, but. Every every Batman that's ever been cast has been followed by controversy. Yeah, but they've been a well-established, uh, tremendous actor yeah. who's played before then in a lot of really good movies. What's also great about every Batman, not only were they um, surrounded in controversy when cast, but then each and every Batman, minus probably George Clooney, <laughs> has then gone on to be loved by the fans. Like fans love Keaton, fans love Kilmer, fans love Bale, fans love uh, well, Affleck, and they hated the d- casting. Without going into it too much, because I know we try to stay out of, we try to be only entertainment. 
talking only about entertainment as much as we can. So as an actor, I love George Clooney. As I a, don't. As an actor, I think he's really, really good actor. I think he's played in a lot of stupid movies. A lot of movies I don't really care for. But um, I feel like he himself has done good, minus Batman. The, that yeah. Batman movie, there's just nothing good about it. Not a single thing. Um, Not one thing. Like it's, it's. I mean, I could go back and watch it in the vein of like watching a Steven Seagal movie. And where it's, it's where yeah, it's but that's forwards. the only way you can watch yeah, it. You have to watch it as not serious. You have to watch it knowing it's a bad movie, and just kind of laugh at it. I but, don't really care for George Clooney. Like you said, not to get off in the weeds and out of what we were originally talking about. But most of his films aren't great to me. I know a lot of them are praised, but. And I know he has range, but he's just one of those actors for me that's just like, ah, I don't see the hype around him. But, I mean, that's a subjective thing for yeah, me. I definitely, Everyone loves George I definitely George Clooney. don't think he's like the greatest actor of all time. No, he's not bad. I'm not saying but, that either. Um, I'm trying to th- – now Now I'm thinking about it. I can't uh, – just real quick. George Clooney. I know he, I know he's one of the one of the like seven bazillion actors who had a role – in uh, Friends, as a, as a oh, guest appearance, he? yeah, um, and he's. I think it's hard to judge because he's one of the very few who played himself, like, ah. like George Clooney plays George Clooney in there. Nice, but like Perfect Storm comes to mind. That's um, a good one. I mean, yeah, Three Kings. That's a good th- movie. There you go, Three Kings. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. There was an action movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good and movie. He's, he's really good in it. Um, Peacemaker is a good movie. Him and Nicole Kidman. Another action movie that he made. Um, then he has movies like The American that aren't awful, but I don't know. He doesn't jump out as – I'll put it this way. George Clooney is in the same vein as most actors for me. He's just – he's a good actor. Like, okay, he's good. But he's praised as a great, Yeah. and I don't consider him that. I mean, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's, I love that movie. He's amazing in that one. But overall, like, I don't know. Just because a lot of his movies didn't hit with me is probably why I don't hold him in such a high standard as most people do. No, but I don't know. He's a good I, actor. I apologize. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself in Friends. Uh-huh. George Clooney plays a doctor. Ah. Um, he does not play himself. I forgot about that. But uh, now that I'm thinking over his career, um, I like him. But yeah, he's not played in a lot of movies that, that I would sit down on any regular Wednesday and watch. No, right. But um, but to the original point, yes. you know, he was an extremely popular actor. Uh, Absolutely. Whether, and they cast him as yep. Batman. Yeah, I think – I don't think Will's done with the DCU. I well, think it's even, a moneymaker for him. And regardless of what people thought about Suicide Squad, generally, critically, and as far as fan goes, everyone did like Will Smith as Deadshot. Won an Oscar. <laughs> just, just put right. that out there uh, for costume design, which Deadshot's yeah. outfit was awesome. All of them were. All I mean, yeah, but we're. I mean, we're just talking yeah. about Will Smith at the moment. Yeah, every sure. customer, customer, every costume <laughs> in there uh, was super, super well done. But even like, um, I was just thinking, casting well loved actors. Look at even Captain Boomerang. They cast Jay Courtney. And he's awesome. He's awesome. He's and very he, B level in the sense that he gets no roles, but which is, everything I've seen him yeah, in, he's done a great job. It's not fair to him because everything no. I've seen him in, he does awesome. Yeah. I think the first thing I really saw him in was a uh, Spartacus. 
Yep. Same. That was probably the first for me as well. It's because I had no idea who he was. So watching movies now where I recognize him, you know, like uh, he's in, is he in the Divergent series? Yeah. Yeah. So seeing stuff like that and seeing stuff like Suicide Squad, then going back to Spartacus where he's like this huge ripped dude with blonde curly hair. Yeah. The hair was the weirdest thing. Really, really, really weird. But Monty Bennett, Spartacus was the first time I'd been, had any experience with Monty Bennett as well. Which he hasn't gone on to do absolutely anything with with his career minus CW. Oh, I forgot about Shannara Chronicles. Um, um, but that's yeah. kind of hit or miss for me. The show started off well, and then I was not a fan, and it got canceled, as all things do on sci-fi. Um, but moving on to things that are going to be DC fandom. Um, The Rock. Uh put a video out on Instagram. Black Adam. Yep. Finally get some more information on that. And we get a tiny two second picture of some dude that's obviously the rock. Cause they're massive. Cause no one else, no one else is like that, that big no except one. John Cena, but he is a very strange proportion. So you knew it wasn't him, <laughs> but you see like bright light. And then in shadow, there's a massive person and you know, it's black Adam. And then it leaves me to wonder, I don't think the film's shooting. I'm, I'm almost positive. It isn't. So I was curious what that even is that they were showing. They played it as, hey, it's Black Adam. We're going to show him off. But the film's not shooting. I, I don't know. So I know we're going to get updates on Black Adam, I would guess. What if they What if they change their minds and instead of doing a Black Adam movie right now, they're filming Shazam 2? And maybe that's what it is. It's I could see that. They're leading up to Because I know too. Sandberg, the director for Shazam, is going to be there doing mm-hmm. something. Zach Levi is supposed to be there doing something. So I could see so that. So Shazam too. I could see that. Um, maybe they're maybe they're trying to put some feelers out to see how the world feels about making a movie that follows the villain. I'm all in. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we saw I think the success we, I think of Joker. we are. You know? We're all in. But I, I wonder if they're kind of being cautious now with some of the feedback they've sure. been getting. And it's um, been years, and man. It's, it's The Rock, anyway. He's the so biggest I know, actor I know in he's, Hollywood. He's not a hundred percent guaranteed anymore. I always thought he was, but if you watch things, of course, it's been a couple of years. But if you watch things like Baywatch, it got universally destroyed. People hated it. It didn't make money. So The Rock's not a hundred percent guarantee that no it's going to be good. Yeah, exactly. No one is. Everything's going to come down to, you know, the subjectivity of the fans or whatever. But uh, he's he's the closest you'll get. I he think. Is. I think like Ryan Reynolds and The Rock are up there with their number one right it, now. Yeah, there's a good chance it'll make money. Yep. Um, Speaking so of I Ryan think, Reynolds, yeah. I'll go ahead and cancel that now. I keep seeing everyone running with English. Ryan Reynolds confirms he's in Zack Snyder's Justice League because he posted a tweet. Because there's all these rumors about it. He posted a tweet saying. Um, while I know The Rock wants me to be Hawkman, and I generally oh. would do anything that The Rock says, he's like, I am I can tell you I'm not Hawkman. He's like, but I hear I'm in Zack Snyder's new movie. He's totally joking. Right. He's totally throwing shade. Fans and need to cool down. Dude, he's not in the movie. What he's if, not. What He says, I hear that I'm in Zack Snyder's new movie. What if he's in the Netflix zombie movie? And that he, would be hilarious. And he's just tweeting to get people you know riled up because that's what Ryan Reynolds does. It's not a bad thing. He does it really well, and it's because of his him doing that that we even got a Deadpool rated R movie. Ryan Reynolds has become Deadpool in the flesh. In real life, he does Deadpool things. Yeah, he trolls and he jokes. 
He's not in Justice League. That needs to not be ran as a headline. I don't know credible sources are doing it. I mean, and, but some people are taking away their credibility by running it like right. it's a thing. It's not. And even if he does show up in it, I'll be the first to admit I'm wrong. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And like, if he isn't it, he's. I do not see them ever in the DCEU casting him as a main character, like a main like superhero. No, he, he would be some random guy he, or he'd be like somebody who works at the Daily Planner or something. Just right. like a, he, they're not going to put him in there as Green Lantern. Again. Nah, no chance. No chance. Zero chance. There's zero chance he's going to be Green Lantern. And I know in the comic books, it's been a thing, but they're not going to have him in there as Wade Wilson or Deadpool. No, it's not. Marvel won't let that happen. Exactly. And DC, I don't think DC would want it anyway. I, I agree. Because comic books are one thing. You can get away with a lot in the comics, but in the, I don't want it. In the movies, I don't, I don't, don't want to see Deadpool show up in a DC movie. I don't want to cross over. I don't. I didn't want it when it's happened multiple times in the comics. I ne- I've never liked it. I don't either. I, don't I like that they're separate the universes. I, 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 I do too. I, when they're separate universes, I know we do a lot of talking about DC versus Marvel, but when they're separate universes, I don't have to choose one or the other. Correct. You can like them both I'm or ne- hate them both or vice versa. I'm whatever. Never, they combine and go against each other. I'm never I'm never going to be happy with it because I'm not going to like that Iron Man beats Batman or something. Right. You know? like there's there's going, always going to be something. There's going to be something. Yeah. And somebody on the other side of the field is not going to like that Batman beat Iron Man. You right. Know? There's always going to be the back and forth. Because if it's me... And they do it as a comic or a movie. If it's me, every DC person that fights every Marvel person, the DC guy wins every time. Right. Well, uh, Marvel has more grounded heroes in the sense of their they're humans as far as you have the Hawkeyes and the Black Widows and the Captain Americas while he is a super soldier. They don't have the – they're not as OP as most DC heroes. Like Wonder Woman and Superman are, are OP as crap. And then you have Green Lantern, who, while he's immortal, the powers he's given by the ring and stuff. They're to, just, will, to will things into existence. They have more power. They're created with more power than some of the Marvel heroes. So it's not even fair yeah. to do it, you know? Well, I've had this conversation with people before, too. Like, people have the argument of, like, Goku versus Superman who would win. Like, it's hard to tell because they're based in different worlds. Like, yeah, Goku— And they're both almost indestructible. Yeah, Goku's got the power of, like, 300 humans or whatever they say. But 300 humans in the Dragon Ball Z universe, not in the DC's universe. Right. So you can't – I don't know. You can't really fairly – They're very different things. Yeah, I'm not into that either. But to quell that thing, if any fan is out there thinking it's actually going to happen, be the first to jump out and tell me I'm an idiot and I'm wrong. Screw you when he shows up. But he's not going to show up. I would laugh. I would laugh if he was in it like in the same way that Terry Crews was in Terminator Salvation. Like, do you remember that? No. Okay, so I remember when Terminator Salvation came out and saw that Terry Crews was on the cast list. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, because you can't even remember him being in it, can you? Not at all. Yeah. So uh, in the movie, we went into it like, oh, man, I love Terry Crews. I've always loved Terry Crews. I'm a huge Terry Crews fan. He's he's so funny, but he's also – he can be really serious and intimidating. He's a really good actor. So I can't wait to see him in a Terminator movie. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? And then when they're when – John Connor's in that hole, like investigating, and they're you know they're going through the caves and, or uh, the little uh, labs and all that. At the very beginning of the movie, they're trying to yep. figure things out, and the one guy's like talking to get lifted out or whatever. Then you find out that the people on top on the surface were attacked and they're all dead. Yeah. When they get up to the top, the camera pans down to a dead body laying there. It's Terry Crews. That's Terry Crews. Wow. Yeah. So if they do that with Ryan Reynolds. I would uh, that would be awesome because everyone's like, "Oh my God, Ryan Reynolds is going to be in it," but he's just like, 
like the camera pans and he's some newspaper salesman. Or in a nightmare scene, he's dead as green one of the Green Lanterns oh, laying somewhere. Like that, that would be funny. That would be cool. Like in in the uh... he just keeps getting dude, killed, dude. And um, in the uh... oh, what's it called? In the history lesson where they go back in time and show like the giant oh, yeah. war, yeah, and you see the green ring fly up and yep. take off. It, it's Ryan Reynolds. It's the dead Green Lantern <laughs> that the ring leaves and flies off into space. Yeah, that would be hilarious. But the main thing is, and what no one is thinking about when they spread this rumor, Zack Snyder's Justice League has already been shot years ago. Mm -hmm. They're not reshooting. There's no reshoots going on. What he's using, he already has. Yeah, he's just fixing it. Yeah. I mean... Just tweaking it. Ryan Reynolds is not in there. No. (laughs) He's not in there. It's funny and fun to speculate, but fans should not run it as... Fact, confirmation, factual. especially when it comes from Ryan Reynolds himself. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, especially when your source is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, not, dude, not, not dude's a credible a giant source. Troll, he'll say all kind. He'll say anything. He will. He'll say anything that gets attention. Absolutely, which is why we love him. Yep, and it's um, great and publicity you, yeah, and marketing for it him. It is, and and it's because of that that you know everything he says to take with a, a shaker of salt, a bag of salt. You take with all the salt. A, yes, a truck so, of salt. Uh, yep. So. Um, I, th- I, I think that's what it is. I think when he's like, I, I hear that I'm in Zack Snyder's next movie, he'll be in like the zombie movie on Netflix or something. Yeah. He'll be in, I don't, I, I don't remember the tweet, but I think he says in Zack Snyder's justice league in the tweet, I, I'd have to pull it up, but he says, I hear that I'm in Zack Snyder's justice league. Oh, I mean, it, it's, it's just full blown. Yeah. It's just Ryan Reynolds, true. Being Ryan, it's Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump to a break. Um, then we'll come back and talk about the rest of the stuff that we know of that has been confirmed or that's happening at DC Fandom. Um, have a chance to refill our drinks. Hope you all do the same. We will be back in a minute. We are back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Um, back talking about DC fandom because we got off there, which I knew we would. We always do. Um, 
We already talked about The Rock. I wrote a whole list of crap here, and we talked about a lot of it. Um, but I thought one of the we're, notable... We're on like Article 3 of your 17. Yeah, right. One of the notable exclusions from the list of people that would be there was Henry Cavill. And mm. I have two theories about this. I think that, number one, he's going to be there, and they're not telling you. And he's going to come out and be like, with J.J. Abrams, and they're going to be like, boom, we're doing a Superman. <gasps> that would be my guess. That's what I think is likely. So I, I would almost predict that. So you can go ahead and chalk it up, and I'll say that I'm right or wrong if it does or does not happen. It's fun to make predictions, man. It is. Um, but I I think he'll be there. I know he's not in the list, and I think they're just think doing it as a, he's, you know. He's definitely probably there. I mean, he's a huge comic book nerd anyway. Right. And I don't know uh, why he's a he huge DC fan anyway. And he loves Zack Snyder, you know, openly. They he's made posts, Zack Snyder's uh work and, and what he's done for the his films. So. Right. Well he popped in on the, the Snyder announcement of Justice League. Which is why know? it's fun to do predictions because that was mine. That you're hundred percent right. Uh, You've been right on yeah, quite a few, yeah. actually. I'm not sure I have any yet, so I'll take this one. Well you haven't you to be fair, you haven't made as many predictions. No, I will so. say if if I'm going to predict, I'll say that Cavill will be at DC Fandom, and it mm. will be about a Superman project or him being involved as Superman in the DCU. I'm not sure he'll come out with Abrams, but I believe he will be there, and it will be about his continuation in the DCEU. I, I think can, I can see it. Um, and I didn't think about it until you thought about it, but it makes sense. And I like that they do that with Henry Cavill so much. Keep him like under wraps what he's doing because he is Superman. Right. You, know, you get Aquaman and Wonder Woman and even Batman to be like, yeah, 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 we're all in, we're all in. But Superman is like, as regardless of who your favorite is, Superman is like the face of DC Comics. He is. And he has been for a long time. Yep. So to keep that under wraps and then him to show up and be like, yeah, this is what we're doing would be... Not only awesome, but it would make perfect sense. To, yeah. to do that. Well, to I bring mean, Superman to it, your your you know your poster boy, your face, right. your front man of your comic world or your your universe, secretly like here he is, here's Superman. So yeah, yeah, would, that would be awesome. And because Batman's going to be there, and Wonder Woman's going to be there, and um, Aquaman's going to be there and Flash is going, everyone's going to be there except for him. Now, by when I say Batman, Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves are confirmed to be there. So not the Ben Affleck Batman, but that's another thing that I want to find out. And I don't think we will at this event. Maybe we will. I don't know. I would, I don't know, but I would love to know where we are with Pattinson's Batman in the sense of, is it going to be part of the overall picture or it's going to be a Nolan verse thing, which is what I think they should do. I think it should be its own focused, this is Pattinson's Batman thing. Here's, you know, the Gotham show on HBO Max that they're doing. All this stuff, but it's its own thing. But you cannot have a DCEU without Batman. So then the question pops up, where is Batman then in the overall picture? It's not going to be Pattinson, I don't think. And if it is, how is that going to come to pass? Um, and if not, are you going to have two Batmans running around? You're going to have Batman's universe going on while you have somebody else's going on. I don't know. But I, I would like to find out where we stand with Batman and the DCU in general. What I would like to see in a perfect world where everything went my way. Ben Affleck. I would, yeah. 
I would like to see like a Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Batman trilogy, you know, where Batman, like we, we know that this is Batman just becoming Batman. Yes. He's experimenting with suits. He's experimenting with tactics and vehicles. And then in that trilogy with, oh, you can't, never mind, scratch it. Can't do it. Can't do it. No. I'll say in that trilogy and then find out that he is young Ben Affleck. But you can't do that because Jim Gordon can't change that much. No. As much as, much as I love. can't be a different race. Yeah, I love Jeffrey Wright and I love J.K. Simmons. Is it Jeffrey Wright? Yeah. I love Jeffrey Wright. I do. And I love J.K. Simmons. Jeffrey Wright cannot turn into J.K. Simmons. No. And that honestly, I'm more excited about Jeffrey Wright as, as Jim Gordon because I absolutely love mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright. He's I do amazing. Too. Um, and I love J.K. Simmons, but I'm yeah. more excited to see Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. So, yeah, I'm regardless, I want a Pattinson – I don't want it to be one movie. Well, they've already said I it's going it, to be a trilogy. I want so. it to be a trilogy. I want to continue seeing it because, so, you know, at the end of the day, we we can have more than one Batman. That's what I say. The comics run nonstop. That's what I say. One and Duns. They got the heavy metal. They got the Batman Who Laughs. Then they actually got, you know, the Rebirth – labeled Batman, they go on and 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 on. You don't have to be a continuation story. And at the end of the day, if they wanted to bring them together, Flash. I mean, yes. we've said it before and we'll keep saying it. That's your that's your your get out of jail free ticket. It is. Flash messes something up and in an alternate universe, Batman is Robert Pattinson and uh what's his nuts? Jeffrey Wright is Gordon, whatever. In an alternate universe, blah, blah, blah. And you can continue that forever and it'll work. It'll be fine. Yeah. Or you can not touch on it and have a separate Batman trilogy from the HBO Max DCEU. Yeah. And it's fine. There's things you can do, but they just need I, – I just want them to tell us what they're going yes. to do. And as, I want to know where we're going. And as an audience, this is a big thing, especially like you talked about the hostility of DC fans sometimes. It's a thing where you don't have to pick one or the other. You, can, you really you, don't. You can enjoy both. You should enjoy both. It's, I agree. It's Batman. You have no reason to not enjoy it. I mean, we're already getting Michael Keaton as an alternate universe Batman uh-huh. in Flashpoint. So that alone lets you know, well, we can have more than one Batman. So who's our current Batman? It's not Michael Keaton. I do not care what people say. It's not. No. He's not going to be the DCEU Batman going forward. No. I, I, I guarantee you he is not. And I would be. I would be upset about that. I would too because he's going to be an old grizzled out of – he's out of action. Yeah. Like he wouldn't – we wouldn't be able to see Batman in action if that were the case. And that's not cool with me. I, I, I don't I don't dig that. So, so yeah, no. I'm with you. No. I'm with Mentor you. Batman, whatever, fine. But I do not want him to be the Batman going forward in the DCEU. Now, obviously I want it to be Ben Affleck. That's not going to happen. But I want to know who our Batman is – how they're going to do it, or if Flashpoint just erases it all. Ah, don't, don't, and, and don't we just, break my heart. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. What would be cool just to see how they do it artistically is if Michael Keaton shows up as alternate universe Batman. Excuse me. Comes into contact with Ben Affleck, DCEU Batman. I wish. And through that, the the key thing for me that would be awesome is that Michael Keaton. Batman's Robin is still alive. So Ben Affleck meets Robin who's still alive. And that emotional weight of seeing Robin again after Robin's been brutally murdered in his universe, 
that that would be it'd be cool to see. That'd be pretty sweat. That'd be pretty sweat. That'd be pretty sweat. But uh, regardless, um, just like with the Rocksteady poster, as of right now, I'm on board. And until they yes. say something negative that changes my mind, I'm I'm excited to see what decision they make, what direction they decide to go. Yeah. I am too. I'm all, I mean, I'm all in. I have always been all in on DC. Bring Ben Affleck back. Yeah. Even when they make issues or have problems, have issues, I've still been all in because the heroes are my favorite. So I've been all in on it, but I'm hoping we get a little more of a roadmap after DC fandom. So we know where we're at in the overall universe and how they're going to go forward. And maybe they don't touch on it. I mean, maybe they just keep doing one-shot type stuff that loosely ties in to the overall universe, but just loosely. Yeah. Wonder Woman did that. Aquaman did that. So yeah. I don't know. I don't and know where they're like, going. It's up to the viewer to decide. Sure. Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah, but eventually there has to be a reckoning. You yeah. cannot keep going. There eventually has to be a point where you can't hold – you can't have both things. Like, And Birds of Prey was a great example. They heavily, heavily – relied on previous things between mm-hmm. Joker and Harley from Suicide Squad. So it is as tied into the DCEU as any other film. But you're holding on with both hands there. Yeah, so you, eventually you have to make a decision. You can't do that forever. No. There has to come to come to a point where where is Joker? Is it Jared Leto? How does it work? So, Mo, wouldn't that be awesome to also get information on Joker? That would be incredible. I would love that. And yeah. I would love nothing more f- than for Warner Brothers to be like, it's Jared Leto. Yeah. In the I mean, DCEU. Yeah. Continue. Absolutely. I mean, continue doing one shot stuff. I'm all down for that, but yeah, I've been talking to, <clears throat> I've been talking to a couple people, couple people recently who absolutely despise Jared Leto's Joker. And I don't understand it. I know a lot of them that do. I, Most people I, I know don't like him. I love it. I don't know. I don't understand the dislike for him. You know, I we, mean, it comes to subjectivity to an extent, but also when people dislike him solely because of the tattoos and the grill, that's he, hard for me. He fits in the universe that was created for these movies. That's yeah. That's right. why I always talk to people when they compare Joker's it's like, you can't do that. Joker is a unique character in the aspect that every single Joker, while it may be the same quote unquote character, it's a different quote unquote character. It is. He's still Joker, but he's different because he has to match the world that Batman lives in. Right. Every single time. That's why Heath Ledger's Joker is perfect for the Nolan universe. Jared Leto's Joker taken out of Ayers and put in Nolan's is not going to work for me. No. But Heath Ledger's Joker pulled out and put in uh, the Air universe. I like Ayers Joker for that universe, for that Batman. You know, they're opposite sides of the same coin. Hat Two Face, you have to you have to match them. They have to be yeah. so. Like Jack Nicholson's Joker fits with Michael Keaton's Batman, right? So Jared Leto's Joker is fine with me. Not even fine. He's great with me. He's he's great in my opinion. And the fact that you know, there's still no one wants to remember that that comic book run for a good long while, where there was there was one more than one active Joker. So. Jared Leto could be a Joker. They've been not, doing that a lot not, recently. Not the main Joker. I don't know. I, there's so many reasons to give it a pass, to just be dead set against it. I don't understand. Yeah. but They've been doing that a lot recently you know, in the comics, having multiple Jokers. Um, yeah. Multiple everything. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, it's always been there. There's always been the Infinite Earths, and we see different versions, Vampire Batman and Owlman and stuff like that. But recently, they've been really courting a lot, the different iterations actually coming into play. So, I don't know. I mean, if if nothing else, fandom's going to give us a lot of looks at things like Suicide Squad, Batman, something with Black Adam. We're going to see video games and TV shows and all that. But I would like to get to a point in their movie universe where I at least have an idea of where we're headed because we do not have one. And I would yep. love to get that. On a brief note, and I know more about it than you do, so I, I won't say anything more than this. I don't want to spoil it for you because I already, I already know like the whole thing. But everybody loves Batman, the Batman games and an Arkham Knight. In Arkham Knight, they confirm there's more than one Joker. So, like, if you if you love that nice. game so much, why yeah. can't why can't you just get past this? But whatever, I digress. That's my opinion. I know trying to be more open to subjectivity and whatnot. I just I just I I don't get it. I, right. I can't get it. No, uh, I I totally understand because there's there's I, there's subjectivity and then there's open mindedness as well. Yes, and I feel like there's way more people that want to be subjective and use their subjectivity to, to hold on to their bias other than more people wanting to be not only subjective, but then open-minded open-mindedness, not just in comic book films in the world in general is, is not a big thing right now. It's not, it's not, not, but, uh, moving on to the next point. Yeah. Next one. We can so, sit here for a good long minute. We can, so. but we know Pattinson and Reeves are going good. to be there. Both. At least those two guys. That's good. Cause I'm excited to see, more information on that because I know it's going to be very different from every yes a live action Batman movie we've seen to date. Yep. So I'm I'm excited. I am too. I'm really excited about it. And until they give me a reason not to be, my excitement's going to be through the roof. Oh yeah. All in on that one. And when I say a reason not to be, I mean more than his helmet and his motorcycle. That's those, <laughs> right. those are not good reasons. <laughs> Especially the helmet. It's a motorcycle helmet. And like you said in the previous episode. Probably is not his actual helmet. It was probably a safety helmet for the stunt double. Absolutely. So, I mean, there was no cape on him. There was. So you know they're going to digitally insert the cape. You know, it's just like the cowl may look one way. It's like seeing Iron Man in his pajamas, the CGI pajamas. Well, of course it looks dumb, but once the film is finished, then you'll have a better look. I, I don't know. Looking at Man of Steel filmed where he's just standing there in the blue outfit looks weird all the time. Yeah. And, and then you digitally insert the cape, which I love. Oh, yeah. Because in the movie, in the final product, that cape looks amazing. And you can't you get can't that tell with the real that it's cape. CG. And it no. flows like his cape flows in the comics and especially in the animated movies. In real life, it's not going to do that. It's going to fly no. up in his face. It's <laughs> right. going to curl around his leg. Well, they have one that massive as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it just doesn't it's work. It's going to drag the ground. He's going to yeah. trip on it more than anything else, which we don't. <laughs> right. What is realistic, we don't want to see. We Correct. Don't, we don't we do not want to see that. I can I can universally say all subjectivity aside, no one wants to see Superman tripping over his own yeah. cape. Like uh, Edna, no capes. Edna, what's that? Uh, the Incredibles when she makes his oh, new suit. Oh man, yeah, no capes. That's been a minute. No capes. Um, there's going to be a ton of TV at the event, which I don't care about any of it. But it's ma- mainly CW versus Batwoman, okay. Legends. Then yeah, I don't care about any of that. Black Lightning, uh, Star Girl, um, Doom Patrol, all that. But I, I don't care about any of it. I was gonna I say, know. as far as the shows go, the only thing I care about is the Gotham on HBO Max. I hope we see more of that. Following, it hasn't been 80. confirmed to be there. Dude, you know what is cracks me up is I saw so much negativity about that. The Gotham show? Yeah. About Why? Following, I don't want to see it. It's like really because Gotham was like an extremely popular idea. People loved it. People love that show. Yeah. So why would you not want to see do one? that? And Matt. 
Reeves universe? Which will be better because it's going to be a more grounded, serious thing. The Gotham show started off grounded and serious and turned into a complete joke. Did it? I never watched it. People people like it, but it turned into a joke because they tried to bring a more comic-accurate penguin, and it was terrible. Mm. And then the the guy who played the Joker, who also plays in the Star Wars game and things like that, yeah. he's really good, but he's also very comic booky, mm-hmm. like almost slapstick. Like he's not he's serious. Penguin's 100% slapstick at a point. But it, it's just such a contrast from how the show started. The show started as a grounded, gritty – Mm-hmm. Um, I get you. Mobster thing and turned into a jokey comic book thing. I didn't like it. I, I gave up on it. Two seasons in, I was like, eh. And then I finished it and I was like, nah, I didn't dig it. But most fans did. Mm-hmm. So, but I still don't know why they wouldn't so want why to would see you a new not version. Okay with it again? Yeah. I love the idea. I don't care. I love the idea of a show that, fo- that does like CSI style but follows Gotham PD. Solving crimes. Absolutely. And that was my thing with Gotham. What I wanted to see with Gotham was just that. Jim Gordon and the police solving regular crimes. It didn't have to be Joker. It didn't have well, to be That's more of what we saw in the first few seasons. Yeah, it, just them being police officers. Yeah. If you'd give me cops, but in Gotham, yes. I'm in. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, yeah, they go and try to solve a murder, and it's some guy who was killed by the Joker. You know, you know, they find the dead body, and his face is contorted to a giant smile or whatever. Gotham. Or, they, or they find the body, and half of its face is ripped because... Two faced it, or the, right. all the bodies are ripped in half, or something. You know, yeah. Oh, this this must be something two faced. It's a tease, did. but then they don't cover. But they anything can't else. find two yeah. face. You know, that's where Batman has to find two face because the police aren't. You know, cap- which was also find the problem with the Gotham show. It turned into Batman light. Like the kid, <laughs> the kid that explored, or the kid that played Bruce Wayne. By the end of the show, you see him in the costume, and it, it just turned into too much, in my opinion, about him. Like the show started off about the Gotham Police Department it's and Jim Gordon, Gotham. and it cur- it turned into a young Bruce Wayne origin thing. Which, if I I mean, is cool. But if I want to watch Batman stuff, then I'll flip over to the Batman stuff. Right. The idea, the idea of, and we we had this talk with something else too. I don't remember what it was, but the idea of oh, it was Star Wars. The idea of telling a story based in that universe and has none of the main characters. Is awesome Mandalorian. We were talking about our fears yeah. with Mandalorian yeah. becoming a. That's what made season one so good. Cameo show. You know, doesn't have Luke, doesn't have Leia, doesn't have Han Solo, doesn't have Chewbacca, doesn't have any Jedi, any Sith, and doesn't need them. And it doesn't need them. And you can do the same thing with Batman. You can do the same thing with Superman. I think it'd be super cool to see a Superman show where it's just invest- investigative journalism from the Daily Planet. Sure. Following regular reporters, maybe even Lois Lane. Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, and have Superman show up and talk to her or whatever, but focus on the reporting. I'd watch that. You Agreed. don't have to have, you know, the main guys be Batman and Superman and Green Lantern and Wonder Woman all the time. I agree, hundred so, percent. That's why things like, um, uh, as far as now, it didn't work for me. But I love the premise of Agents of Shield. Like it was about yeah. the shield agents and not the overall That's superheroes, cool. but they fell into the same trap as Gotham. They started bringing, they started trying Rider to bring in big heroes. Yeah. And it's like, now they didn't do it on the level as Gotham. They still kept it about the agents of shield for the most part, but the idea was there. And it's a great idea that you can tell superhero stories in their I universe without the heroes. I love it. I do because, too. because Gotham is a living, breathing city. 
in the United States of America. Same with Metropolis. Batman is a vital character in Gotham, but other people are still living their daily lives. And he's not everywhere at once. He's the, not everywhere at once. Yeah. Show me the stuff. That, and like you know, said, go on, show the aftermath. Right. They, they get to a robbery in progress and like 14 people are beat up and tied up because Batman was there before them. Absolutely. Right. But it doesn't have to trail coat, follow Batman around nonstop every time. Yeah. I a hundred percent. So I would, I would love that. And I, I hope we see more of that. I actually forgot about it and I don't think that they teased anyone involved with the show, but I would like more info on that. It's down on my list compared to all the other things, but what, I'd like to hear. What more. would be cool is if they follow, I would be okay with, cause I was going to say the less of Batman that's in it, the better, but what would be cool is if you follow just the Gotham city police department, you follow just Jim Gordon and his crew and then Robert Pattinson's in it, but only as Bruce Wayne. Sure. Like as a, as a contributor, as a financial backer, he's in it and you get to see him living his life as Bruce Wayne. Right. And then he's gone. And the, yeah, I agree. the crowd's like, Oh, Bruce he's a Wayne. minor character. Yeah. And then as the audience are like, Oh, he's gone because he's out there fighting crime. Cause he's mm-hmm. Batman and just do that. And that's one of the great show, things show him there, like doing, doing like a, like a financial, like a charity event for, you know, and the police are there and Bruce Wayne's up there talking at it. Right. And then st- snubs everybody and leaves early because <laughs> right. he's a, because everyone perceives him as a rich dick, but uh-huh. you know, he's going out there because you know, it's the sun's going down and, and crime evil is afoot. So, <laughs> so I would love that. Yeah, have him in there too. as Bruce Wayne, have him in there even as minor as possible. Don't ever show him in the suit. Don't, don't and ever they, show him. They could do that because one of the things that they have that no one else has ever had, except now with Marvel and Disney plus, they have a platform with HBO and HBO Max, where they can do movie quality things on their oh, TV HBO side. HBO has all the money. They can do it. They do. And they crush it. And they've always crushed it with their original programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's Watchmen or the new Perry Mason. That I will say this. Quick side note. I bashed Perry Mason. You did. For being so far from the source material that I'm not even familiar with. It's an origin story. And now that I'm almost to the end of it, I understand where Ooh. we were as to where we're getting. Okay. So spoiler alert to anyone watching, he starts off as the PI with PTSD and stuff, and he becomes the lawyer. So we're going – it's still not classic in the sense that Perry's dropping F-bombs, but you know. C- kind of like what Zack Snyder wanted to do until everybody started bashing him? Absolutely. 100% <laughs> like that. Let's, let's go down that route yeah. again. But uh, It's still darker than – most people that are yeah. familiar with the original content probably would prefer, but it does transition to the more classic mm-hmm. lawyer thing. And I'm I'm in 100%. I want to see how it ends. I, I got to know. I almost watched it the other day. I almost did. I was looking for something to that watch. That was a good time. And I was on HBO Max, and I was like, I remembered you being like, eh, it doesn't follow the source material. And I was like, all right, I won't watch it. And I ended up spending six hours watching mobster movies instead, <laughs> so... It, it, then you're going to be in the mood for it because it's very mobster esque. Very, very mobster. No, it is because when I was it, like, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a suggestion to me based on what I had been uh, watching. Yep. So uh, I didn't realize that's what it was. I guess I'm not the one to make those kind of judgments because I didn't even know Perry Mason was a thing. I've never heard of it. I don't know the source material. I don't know so, it well, but I do know that it was something you could watch as a family. Uh-huh. And now not so much. N- no. There, and I told my brother this when he asked me to watch it. I said, yeah, watch it, but do not watch it with your kids. They can't watch it. They it has nudity, it. has cussing, has violence. There's The whole premise is about a dead baby. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. It's, it's very violent, very adult. Don't watch it with your kids. Um, but 
I'm hooked now. I have to know how it ends. Cool. I'm so, in. I'll start yeah. watching it this week probably. And I think I think there's only one or two episodes left. So you'll oh, be, good. You'll be right there. It. Yeah, you can binge it. Good. I like binging I will things. say this. The guy that plays Perry Mason, I've never seen him anywhere ever. He's phenomenal. Good. He's an amazing actor. The order I get, the more and more I care about the quality of the actor. Uh, it's like, my number one thing, I, man. I always have. Like Even as a kid, I was like, oh, that that's not believable. But because that's what I sound like as a kid. <laughs> you were baby Peter. That was <laughs> that was little Patrick. Hey, I don't believe that. But no, uh, you know, I could obviously as a kid, I get past a lot more. But even as a kid, there was that like subconscious, like back in my mind, like that's not how somebody would say a thing or, you know, their tone of voice doesn't really match or whatever, whatever. But as an adult, it is now like a make it or break it thing for me. Like, yep. If the movie's a great movie. But the acting isn't so good. Like a perfect example is I was just talking about um I just watched uh People Are Gonna Hate Me for This, Gangs in New York. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I'd never seen it before. I watched it last night for the first time ever. It's a good movie. Some of the actors, not so much. And uh not Daniel Day Lewis. Oh no. Ever. He's the greatest of all time. Knocked it out of the park. Uh and not um I always forget his name, but Mad Eye Moody. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, he knocked it out I of the park. I love him. John C. Riley knocked it out of the park. He for always as, does. as little as he is in the movie. Um, some and uh, some of the other actors kind of like it, it kind of bothers me now as as, as a mm-hmm. grown man. Like I don't know when I'll watch this movie again because of that. But back then, acting was. I mean, yeah, it was two thousand two or five or something. Wasn't it? I thought it was nineties. I don't think so. I don't remember. I think, I think it's I very it 90s, early two thousands. Wow. I think it's not as old as I thought then. But. uh Oh, yeah, because 90s and 2000 are so far apart. I know. It's weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But no, I'm with you. I don't – it's why I can't watch B-movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like Nate and, can watch B-movies. I can't. And that's why I truly appreciate the every once in a while, for every like 30 B-movies B you do watch, there's one with good actors. Daylight's in. Daylight's in. That movie's immediately like, wow, I, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I love this movie because I don't even know the guy's name. I don't either. From Daylight's in. But he, he kills it. Mm-hmm. Like, give that guy some more parts. And luckily, it's how every B-movie should be made. There's not a lot of dialogue. And there doesn't need to be. You can make a B-movie and not have to showcase the actors, but you can do everything else. You can do good action. You mm-hmm. can do good scenes and things like that. But yeah, I tried to watch a B-movie this week. Um uh, blood vessel. Huh. I was super bored and the premise was cool. <laughs> it was about these, these, uh, people on a raft that the ship sank and they're from world war two and they see a Nazi vessel. I get it. Blood vessel. Yeah. That's a pretty clever title. Yeah. They see a Nazi vessel and it's empty. So they get on it and it's a massive ship. It's not empty. And come to find out there's Strigoi there. There's vampire. And so what? one moron opens the casket holding the Patriarch Strigoi, and the rest is, as you would say, history. The, the FX in is so cool. The vampires are actual prosthetic. It looks really good. Acting's not good at all. <laughs> I would, Like I said, I was bored, so I watched it. Um, Those are the ones you're like, I wish somebody else would get a hold of this and remake it. It was a great idea that just that was B-movie awesome. level. Yeah. World War II, vampire in a Nazi vessel. Yep. He's already up, killed all the Nazis. Yeah, ends up. You know, the the one guy actually ends up – so they kill the first – the kid. So there's a family of Strigoi. There's the patriarch, the matriarch, and the child, their child. Well, the reason the Nazis were all dead is because somehow the child got out, killed everyone. So when the other people get on board, they see a kid. 
No threat. Of course. They're just chilling with the kid. Well, eventually the kid starts biting people and things like that. Well, then this one moron, it's a Nazi vessel that has – the reason the Strigoi are on there is because it's a vessel that hoards all the Nazi gold and uh-huh. crap. So the coffin was supposed to be an artifact. Mm-hmm. So the dude's in there rummaging through the place, sees the coffin, breaks the chains on it, and he thinks there's gold in it, opens it up, boom, yeah, in Strigoi. This, in this room of treasure, you know what I should do? Yeah, open the open this casket because yeah, there ridiculous. might be treasure in it. So then there, he gets out, kills be him. Everywhere. Yeah, kills him. Opens another coffin. Then the patriarch comes out, and all the good things. It's <laughs> it's a horrible movie, but with a great premise. And we're way off topic. But well, we're talking about good actors. And, yeah, uh, the importance of good actors. Which to bring it all right back to DC, like you said earlier, that is one thing they've always been great about. They have been. good actors. They cast good actors. I mean, aside from, I'm gonna say it. You can you. I don't know how you feel about it. I know a lot of people are going to be upset that I say it. But aside from things like Chris O'Donnell as Robin, he, he, holy he, rusted metal, Batman. He was not good. He was not. And good. I blame a lot of it on the dialogue like that. Like holy rusted metal, Batman. So I don't know because I've seen him in some other things and I feel like he's okay. He's, he's that, kind of not, not so much. He's kind of naturally campy. I could see that. Like his natural – like he, he should almost be I in mean, movies a, that are somewhere between serious look, and all funny. I, all I'm saying – all I'm saying, you can disagree with me, but what's he done since then? No, yeah. Yeah, so – I mean he's played in NCIS Ooh. Los Angeles for like 15 years. He's play, I don't know. He played in the 15th NCIS show. Yeah, exactly. On the 11th season of that show. Right. Yeah, I mean no, he's no, not – No hate. Sorry. Uh, I always have this like weird like paranoia that the actor is going to appear in this. <laughs> I don't think any actor is going to listen. I don't think ever, but uh, I do. I do like delusions Chris, of grandeur. I do, yeah, I know. I do like Chris O'Donnell. Um, I just—he's he's a cool person. I think maybe if you're going to start in things now, maybe work on it a little bit, buddy. I haven't seen him in. Of course, anything. that Batman movie is just universally terrible. It is like, uh, what's his name? Tommy Lee Jones and Jim oh. Carrey, amazing. Everything else. And even Carrie and Jones are out there. They are. I mean, they're pulled from the pages of a bad comic book. <laughs> they are. But they do it really well. They do. Yeah, they do it well. And I think and maybe that was that was Val Kilmer's Batman we're talking about, which has aged better. More people like that one. Really? Oh yeah, Batman Forever. Oh, that's right? that's the one no, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, forever. man. That's Batman and Robin. Uh, yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Forever, right? And then, no, no, no. Batman and Robin is George Clooney. Forever is Val Kilmer. Yes. Forever has aged well as far as people forgiving it and liking it because Forever is not 100% bad. It's just very comic booky and has things like Uh Carrie and Tommy Lee that are over the top. Chris O'Donnell's not horrible in all of that film. It's just when he puts on the persona of Robin that he becomes dumb. Yeah. And again, like I say, I blame a lot on the dialogue. Yeah. But Batman and Robin fully realizes the stupidity of his character and all the other Is it still things. Chris O'Donnell in the – It is, is he which Robin makes no sense. Yep, because Bruce Wayne changes from Kilmer to Clooney. <laughs> and the bat nipples make full-blown full forever. Yeah, that was back when I guess movie makers didn't care about continuity. Like, no, like, not at all. Like nobody's going to get past that Val, Kiel, Val Kilmer magically turns into George Clooney. That's fine. Very, the MCU has too, ruined us on continuity. It did not used to be as big of an issue because even Fox's X-Men never really cared that much about continuity. In one film, something would happen that could never happen in yeah, another film. But, but but they keep the actors the same. For the most part, That's yes. my biggest argument is like you can't change Batman 
yeah. and pretend that this movie is a sequel to the previous movie. It's all the same events. It's all the same Gotham. It's all the same Batman. But change Batman, but keep Robin. You can't do that. You should have changed Robin. You right. If you're going to change one, change them both, and then act like it's not a sequel. Act like it's a completely different. Of course, you know, like I said, this is back in the 90s. People didn't care. Oh, yeah. About stuff like different that. Different world, man. But X, I know X-Men's way out there with a lot of their storytelling and, and their uh, continuity. Yeah. But at least it's still, it's still Hugh Jackman. Yeah. It's still Patrick Stewart. It's still Ian McKellen. It's still, I always forget his name, Marston. Marston. As, oh, James Marston as Cyclops. As Cyclops yeah. yeah. As Cyclops. It's still Halle Berry as uh, Storm. It's still, uh, I always, uh, Femke? Femke? I can't say her name. Her name, but yeah, yes. As Jean Grey. You know, they, yep. it's still the same girl as Rogue. It's still the same guy as Billy. You know, so I mean, except the fact that Professor X dies in part three and just suddenly is alive in the next one. <laughs> that yeah, that is a huge thing. Yeah, it's a massive thing because uh, he he dies, but he transfers. He st- he survives. He transfers his consciousness into another body, someone else's body. So yes. which is fine. Sure, but, but he shouldn't look like Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart no. shouldn't play him uh-uh. in the next movie. Right. You know, in Days of Future Past, why, why is Patrick Stewart still alive? Correct. Uh, should have done the voice. Sure, but, but it shouldn't have been him. Shouldn't, actually, he shouldn't have done the voice even because his vocal cords are going to be different as a different body. That's a good point, yeah. So it should not sound like Patrick Stewart at all, uh-uh. which is sad to say because I love his silky smooth voice. Oh, yeah. And I it's love, beautiful. And what it comes down to is he's a different body. Screw it. Bring Patrick Stewart back because it's Patrick Stewart. Right. Sir, <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart. So it's one of those things you just hit the button and move on. Yeah. If you can, hit it, crush it, because I love going. The the beautiful mess that the X Men movies are from the first they one, are a beautiful mess from, some of them from the yeah. first one clear up to uh, what was the last one Dark Phoenix they are confusing mm-hmm. they are hard to understand mm-hmm. they're still good I still like every single one of them the first one is really weird because like Sabretooth is very comic booky but everybody else isn't yeah um but. I'm okay with it. Like I am too. I don't know. The, the first movies, one's amazing. The movies are still just good stories, good yeah. characters, good actors. They um, all have issues, but I manage to, for the most part, not all of them, but for the most part, I can hit the button yeah. on on them. They're, they're still fun. Yeah, I have fun with them. I do. I like I like them all. Yep. Uh, back to DC fandom. Yeah. No way to segue back into that. But we'll not. just say. Speaking back to of DC Marvel, fandom. let's go back to DC fandom. <laughs> Yeah, that's as smooth of a segue as we're going to get here. Um, not a whole lot else because they're keeping it under wraps. Which is awesome. I love that. Yeah. I mean, we we did get a list of hosts for the panels. And one thing I thought was cool, and I'm sure this has to do with the video games, is that Jeff Keighley, the oh. video game awards guys and everything, he's going to be doing a uh, – he's going to be the host of something. I, I love that guy. I don't know what, but he's going to be the that's host of something. That's what it is. Something. He's going to be out there and they're going to showcase I think so. All the, the, game the Rocksteady stuff. game. And then the Mortal Kombat skins, which we saw with yeah. Killer Croc and Which is exciting else. for video game community. I don't yeah, care. I don't either. I'm I don't not, like arcade games. I don't like the arcade side score games. I know they're big. I just <laughs> – I don't like them. I play them, but I still don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them, but I just uh, – day before yesterday – no, yesterday. I spent 20 minutes watching a Tekken 7 tournament, like watching people – Taunt each other and then fight each other because it was fun. Like I didn't, I didn't realize there were Tekken tournaments. Dude, there's arcade. I, I know there's like Call of the Duty place. and there's shooters, and I know, I know now more than ever that uh, sports games like Madden 
is a huge thing. I've been following, uh, I've been watching BT Barrett. It's something like that. That's all he does. He plays Madden for a living. Ah. Um, he's ranked right now. I think last I watched like 986 in the world Whoa. on Madden 20. And he's trying to get to number one before 21 comes out. So it's fascinating to watch these people go head to head on games. I, I've kind of discovered that I love it. So when Tekken popped up, I just naturally kept watching it. Right. And, uh, so I know those kind of games are huge. They have a massive fan base. They're just not for me. So, uh, talking more about Rocksteady's game and whatever else they might be coming out with. Um, the rumor is there's also another Batman game ooh. that they're going to announce. That's to do with Court of Owls. Uh, oh, I'm but, sure. Yeah. Sorry, I'm moving. Nah. I'm sure. Um, I'm a little uncomfortable because it's really warm in here. So very sweaty. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they'll. I would like to believe they're probably going to talk a little bit more about the DC Universe Online game because even today there's Forgot still about that. there's still content being put out on it. I, I had fun with that for about twenty hours. I loved that game for probably the span of like three weeks, and I still love the game. It just I have no drive to play it. It's MMO, man. It's MMO, and I'm not a very social person with gaming. So like, I like to play with buddies. I don't like to yes, play with strangers, correct. which is a problem because through playing with strangers. That's how you get better at the games, and you you meet people and you make new friends. That's the whole point of it. I'm yeah, but just, people I'm suck. Not, man. I'm not a social butterfly. I don't go no, out there and just make friends either. on games. I um, hate everybody. Exactly. So if I had like a group of like three, four buddies to play with, the concept is amazing. Create your own superhero. Go out there, give them abilities, fight all the villains, or fight all the heroes. Whatever. I love the concept. Uh, just doesn't work for me and i know no, me like, either like i said i know it's my fault that's just not me as a gamer I, i'm not right. a social gamer you'll say a great way to put it is i like interaction with people of like mind in the sense that instagram and the toy community is that like i can talk to people in the toy community and it's normal yeah. and it's fine and we talk yeah, there are very it's few, different with gamers very few pieces of shit in the toy photography community correct gamers is a whole different ball game yeah like people are just generally annoying Yep. Or they're children. And if they're not assholes, they're annoying. Yeah. If they're not in there, you know, I've played several games where you're supposed to be a cooperative event. And because you went down, the pe the people that are on your team are hostile towards you. Like, calling you all kinds of names because you went down because you're not, like, a top, a top tier player. You're just trying to have fun or whatever. Yeah. So even if you don't have that, you have the guys that are, like, their kids screaming in the background. Or Ugh, they're yes. arguing with their six-year-old brother or, or, yeah. or their dogs are yapping and yapping and yapping or you have the constant just someone eating food is that too yeah you can people, tell someone's just chowing down the whole match one of my favorites is when you join a party and the dude's blaring music but he saw his mic turned on dude turn it off for get off i'm one of those guys care. that Go turns away. the radio down when i stop at stoplights yeah so yes Please turn off your music. Turn off playing your music. Come I mean, on. I don't even care if you have the exact same taste of music as me. I don't want to hear it when I'm playing a no. game. I like to I gotta be, focus, man. I like to be immersed in the thing, which yeah. is another reason MMOs aren't for me. No, me When either. I'm trying to, you know, be immersed into the story that's being told, and then all I hear is, meh, meh, meh. Uh, is my turn on the Xbox? Yeah. Get, it's I'm like, out. all right. Bye. That's, that's my ultimate problem with online games in general, man. Mute everybody in the party. Yep. It's why I like playing Call of Duty. You can have a party, and we know enough people normally to have a party. And you yeah. can play duos, trios, Warzone, whatever. Yeah, I was actually wanting to talk to you about that because yeah. I actually got a pretty sizable group now. Let's do it. So 
uh, Kyle plays. Kyle. Kyle plays and Kyle plays. Two Kyles. I got, I got two Kyles. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, look up uh, Djibouti Dubs yep. on YouTube. He does a dub of Street Fighter. Kyle. It's amazing. And it's hilarious. But yeah, I got two Kyles. I got Isaac and Matt who both play on PC and, res- and Xbox respectively. So I hate them both. <laughs> but uh yeah, but dude, we can actually play standard multiplayer. We that could. Many we, have, we have That'd a full squad if we're if we're on board. So I keep telling them like, we have an empty space. Like my buddy Jordan, but yeah. I don't know if it's anything you'd get on and play again. I still have it downloaded. and I have nothing to play. Yeah. So yeah, I'll so play. Call of I Dookie. suck at it. I but do I'll too play. Now. I do too now. I tried playing uh, the standard Call of Duty multiplayer the other day. Well, like two weeks ago, and it put me in a map that I'd never played, and I was like. 25 and 3. Well, as in 25 deaths and 3 kills. Oh, so it 3 was, and 25. Three, my bad. 3 and 25. It was awful. I've never nice, done that bad. Nice. But it was a map that was, you all spawned on each other. Yep. Like, you spawn and there's a guy in front of you. And you either kill him or you get killed. It was it was awful. I hated it. Yeah, I don't know. You have the same problem I do. It's our own fault because we stopped playing it. Yeah, you've got to keep playing. It's one of those things you got to keep doing. Yep. You know, I used, you when Call of Duty World War 2 came out. You and I played it all the time. And we, we were good. We were pretty good. We were good. Um, nowhere near like top 100 in the world. No, but we would but go positive every yeah, match. And you know, even in games we lost, we'd still be top three players. Yeah, blah blah. blah. No, just stop playing. The good old days. The good old days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Call of Duty. The good old days. Two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Ah, the good old days. Back <laughs> before I was 30 years old. <laughs> yep, correct. I could remember things. So yeah, if you want to play Call of Duty, and this is advice to everybody, if you want to be on and play Call of Duty, you may as well get on right now and turn it on so you can download the next 30 gig update. Season you know, five was 30 gigs. It downloaded I, for me the I other day. I don't know. I just, I've gotten accustomed to Activision's dumbass 30 gig updates. Season so, four was 48. Oh, there's going to be more now because now... Um, they just announced that in the Vardansk, in the uh, Warzone map, like the stadium has been opened. The like the the roof is re- oh, the, the roof is retracting. Nice and something else like there's there's a, a I want to play. There's a barn or, or something. Something the doors are opening on something else. So two big things are are coming. So it's going to be. I'm going to play Call Dookie tonight. It's going to be another 30 gig update. Beautiful. I'm not watching. I'm not playing Call of Duty tonight. No, I'm watching Lord of the Rings. I just watched all three. Uh, I'm going to be watching Fellowship because why not? I'll watch so, it again. Why, because why? Literally, not? I just finished Return yesterday. Well, when did I text you? Because I was crying like a, <laughs> every time I get to the end of Return. I've seen it 25 times and I weep. I weep. Uh, which for part, the last 20 minutes? At which part do you weep? The last 20 minutes. Control non control. Okay, okay, but it's been, it's been a while since I've watched it. So, at what point is it like the fourth, fourth Frodo, like the main battle? No, no, no. Or is a- it just after the end they or... destroy the ring? Okay. And they get out there and they're laying on the rocks and they think they're dead. And Frodo and Sam are talking from then oh until gosh, the very yeah. end. I weep. Where they both, they both think they're dead. Yes. They both think, yeah. And then after that, they go back to the Shire and they all have PTSD and there's a little sadness and yeah. I'm crying. And then you see Bilbo again and I'm crying. And then they leave you and know, I'm crying. What gets it for me? And this is a weird thing, but like, um, the standing up for good and fighting evil is a tremendous thing. We have it in the real world with the United States Armed Forces. It's a it's a tremendous thing to stand up against evil. Um, but what gets me teary eyed about Lord of the Rings is just like to sound. I know it's going to sound campy and whatever, but 
it's just like the idea of like the whole thing is centered around love mm-hmm. and like all the guys, all the dudes, all the men are like so like intimate with each other. Yeah. Like it's, it's a know, fellowship. It is. It's, it is. And it's yeah. like, that is awesome because you can't do that in 2020 as a man, you, you know, you <laughs> yeah, can't, you're not allowed to, you, yeah. to be, have feelings. You can't, right. Yeah. You can't tell another guy you love him or whatever. So like when, uh, when they're all there and he's like, Rise, you you guys bow to no one. I'm That's there, the number I'm one where I weep. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. When Aragorn walks up to them and says, My friends, you bow to yeah, no it's one. Like, oh. I cr- that yeah. that's hard crying. And then man. when they all leave and Bilbo walks out and then Frodo, that's when Frodo turns and tells, tells everyone, Sam, like, hey, yeah. I'm leaving too. It's, oh my gosh, why would you do that, man? Why, yeah. would, why would you wait to now, Frodo? He, and you can tell. He loves you, man. You can tell all the actors are actually crying in that scene. Like, you can tell. And it's it's beautiful. I love it. That's Lord of the Rings is a uh, an outstanding trilogy in the aspect that there's not a single person for a single second in all three movies that's not believable. Like it all feels so real, yep. so true, so good. Uh, which extends to I know less people like them than Lord of the Rings, but that extends to the Hobbit movies. Oh, agreed. Um, Bombor is like the extent of it. Like just because he's so they they play the joke of his weight so much that it's so comical. Yeah. But aside in scenes that rely on acting, there's not a single part that's not good. No, it's so good. The fellowship between the dwarves that they focus on. There's too mm-hmm. many dwarves to focus on them all. But they focus on Keely Feely, Thorin, guys like that. It, it all and, and Bilbo's you know relationship to with the them. Point, it's so the, good. The Hobbit not to the same extent as Lord of the Rings, but the Hobbit is another series that like it gets me teary eyed. Like when Thorin fights Azog and in the end, and man, he, and he like sacrifices himself and he's sitting there in Bilbo's arms and I'm wiping my eyes, trying not to cry. The whole Keely Feely death. Oh my gosh. Both dude. of theirs is oh, so good. So good. it is so good, man. Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, the six greatest, the, the greatest movie series, period, hands down for me, all time. Not going to beat it. Not going to beat it for me. There's nothing that can be done that can beat it for me. I even, and I can say that I know that's a bold thing to say, but for the rest of my life, it will not be beaten. It's true. I love DC. I love Zack Snyder. All of it. You cannot beat Lord it's of the Rings true, for though, me. But because Lord of the Rings is such a unique thing, like, like, you know, going through the, the fellowship and the love that you feel for your brother and your, and your man and your, you know, your friends and all that is something that is not replicated in any other franchise you know, let alone nope. a movie. So like even, even in fellowship, when Boromir is laying there dying and, oh, and so Aragorn's cool. holding on to him, Aragorn, his sort of enemy for the entire movie, mm-hmm. he's holding him. Um, my captain. Yeah. And he, my and in that scene in his death, he's like, you know, you are my captain, you are my king, you are my brother. And it's like, ah, so good. Wh- man. Why dude? Ah, no, just, just hate each other. So I don't have to cry. <laughs> but no, that, I don't know. It's so good. It's so well done, and no other franchise does that. Like for nope. me, you know, for me, I love Star Wars. I've always loved Star Wars. It's always been my thing. But it, you know, every character it feels like a friendship, and it feels like a great friendship. But in Lord of the Rings, it feels like a brotherhood. It yeah. feels like, you know, there's an yep. emotion. There's an emotional weight to Lord of the Rings that no other franchise has ever, ever. Uh, replicated. No, I agree. And I will take a brief second to say, screw you, Ryan. Screw you, guy. 
If you're listening, screw you. Screw, Elrond's amazing. Screw you, Ryan. Elrond's Elrond the, is the a dude. fucking boss. Yep. Screw you. Dude, you know, speaking, like, jokes aside, but, like, because, you know, he joked about how Elrond tried to kidnap his own daughter and not let her stay and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, like, this, the scene where Elrond, like, looks at her and she's, like, crying and he's, like, do I not also do have I your not love? Do I also have your love? And yeah. it's, like. You you feel in that moment that he's not being a dick. No, he's trying to protect his daughter from heartache. And he doesn't loss. want. Yes, he doesn't and want her to feel that pain. On top of that, he knows that if she stays, he'll never see her again. She will die. His his yeah. his one daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he'll never see her again. He'll be out in the Emerald Isles, <laughs> living forever with the other elves, and he will never. Even if she lives forever here and here. In Middle Earth, in the Land of Mortals, even if she somehow lives forever, he'll never see her again. Mm-hmm. Which she won't. which is amplified by the fact that you live forever. You know that an eternity will pass, and you'll never see your soul daughter again. That you would die for, you would yep. give anything for her. You'll never see her again. So that scene there, do, he like touches her chin. Do I not also have your love? And she looks up at him. She's like, "You do have my love, Father." Right. It's it's, it's amazing. Yeah, so Elrond's a boss. To second what you said, screw you, Ryan. Yeah, screw you, guy. <laughs> If you ever listen to this, know that we low-key hate you for your for your remarks about Elrond the Great. Not low-key. I got a little heated when we were talking. Yeah, a little heated there. A little heated. He knows where we stand. But also another flawless segue back to DC fandom. <laughs> don't, don't do that when I'm inhaling flawless segue. Yeah, no flawless segue. Um, closing in. Oh, and, uh, speaking of Warner Brothers, there we go. <laughs> Boom. Um, but to wrap it up, I've covered most things that we can talk about because we know nothing really. Um, the last thing I had on the list to talk about as far as DC fandom goes in the last bit of time that we have here is just predictions. Like, let's see if we can continue the train of accurate predictions, which you basically are driving that train. I don't think I have any. <laughs> choo choo. Yeah. So I was just thinking, you know, go what to, predictions do we go have? Go with the Rick and Morty reference. Holla and motherfucker! <laughs> yes, I don't even remember the name of that group, but yeah. those uh, The Vindicators. Awesome. The Vindicators. The Vindicators. I am that back, was part two, right? I am back to one million ants. <laughs> no, that was Vindicators part three. Because yeah, they because were there on part one and they skipped Morty for part two. Yep. My favorite part about that whole episode is that, because I, I watched Rick and Morty when I first started watching it way out of order. So I get the Vindicators 3. You fuck. thought there was and 1 well, and 2? Well, I found out in the episode they talk about how there was a Vindicators 2, but Rick and Morty weren't part of it. Mm-hmm. So I went back and watched all the things in the order, and there was never a Vindicators no. 1. Whatever Rick and Morty did was is not on screen ever, but was bad enough that they didn't invite them back for Vindicators 2. Oh, no. The audience just doesn't get to witness it. Right. So It was awesome. Rick, Rick and Morty is one of those that's written so well with, with stuff like that like, yeah it, i don't know it's clever it's well written it's hysterical but also just like i said you know a really well well written show it is it's good stuff I love as far as predict- Most of predictability for fandom i don't know i mean obviously my big one is cavill i think will yep. be there and there will be more superman I can't make a prediction there because you said it first. Sure. So I'll be that would like, be my writing the coattails of right. your prediction. But um, I I would go as far like I said I didn't think about it until you did. But I'd agree. There's no way, I don't think there's any way that Henry Cavill's not there. I'd say I'd be disappointed if he isn't. I would be very disappointed. If yeah, he I'd isn't. be disappointed if he isn't. Um, but of course I I didn't know it because I haven't 
caught up, kept up with it. I didn't see the list. I don't know. I didn't see all the people who would be there. But like you said, if uh, if Flash and Cyborg, I'm assuming, is going to be there. Yes, Ray Fisher will be Cyborg, there. Cyborg, yes. Wonder Woman. All, all the big players of are all there. those characters, like you said, uh, uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. While it's not Ben Affleck, it's it's not DCEU Batman. It's still Batman. Uh, if they're all going to be there, and Henry, Henry Cavill's got to, I, and I'm, I think I'm so hoping, too. I'm hoping your prediction is correct, and it's a secret, and he shows up, and they've done a good job of keeping it secret, keeping it safe. Oh yeah. Um. So I think that... I have another prediction I'm going to make that I don't think is likely. <laughs> But if you have a prediction, I'll let you do it. But I'll save mine for last. I think it's extremely unlikely, and I'll probably do a – I'll predict it, and then I'll give a, a an action I will take when I'm wrong because I'll probably be wrong. Okay. Like I, I'm going to chug something on the start of the next episode after that. fandom. I'll so. take that action. Yeah. Um, but I'll save that for last. I don't – I don't have any I – don't, I don't know enough about the event. Um, I think because anything I could say as a prediction is pretty much like almost guaranteed already. Yeah, they've confirmed so much. Yeah, like they're going to do the Superman Suicide Squad thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to see more about Zack Snyder's Justice League. I can't even predict that Zack Snyder will be there because he's going to be there. Yeah, he said he would. We all yeah. know he's going to be there. We oh, saw- we can get those t-shirts too. We- yes. Do they go live on the 22nd? Uh, they haven't confirmed, but Zach said at his Zach Con Justice Con thing, his panel, he said you'd be able to get them at DC Fandom. So I'm okay. guessing sometime during. I wonder the how much fandom, they're going to cost. I would say twenty dollars. Most T-shirts roll in around twenty twenty five bucks. I'm legit like on the fence. Like if I have the money, I want to buy seven of them. Like unite the set. Well, they what? have the thing on the back where you can write in a name. So Ooh. go for it and just write different names. I just names. want one for like every day of the week so that as long as I do laundry, <laughs> I never have to wear another shirt again. Like I can always wear these shirts. I'm definitely going to buy more than one because my weight fluctuates every six months by about 15 pounds. So <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, so um, I'm going to buy medium and a large. There we go. Uh, I will buy one XL and two XL. <laughs> and Christmas is coming up, so maybe a three XL. Um, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. <laughs> So that'll be cool. I want those shirts. I definitely want one, two of those shirts. Uh, I can't make a prediction about Justice League either because we already know he said at the event where, that we watched that he would be showing a, a, a better clip about um, the Justice League. So I, I have no – as of right now, I have no predictions to make. My my prediction that's off the wall that will I say – I love off-the-wall predictions. Yeah. They're the best. If it is wrong, which there's – 99.8% chance that it is. That's what's great, though, because yeah. off-the-wall predictions, you can never lose. No, you can't. Because if they're wrong, well, they were off I the wall. I told you. <laughs> uh, I it, told you either it, way. But if they're right, it's like making a half-court shot. Like, how, how <laughs> right. did you do that? I will say, if I'm wrong about this, which I will be, that I will... I will do the show, the DC fandom show that we do after it airs. I will during the show get drunk on sake. On will, sake? Yeah, I will buy a bottle of sake and I will get drunk on sake during the show. So there we go. If I'm wrong about this, which I now I hope I, you are. I will be. Um I've never had sake. I have one time That's that's you just being like, ah, go Sushima. Correct. I'll, I'll get drunk it on It is, sake. because not only Ghost of Tsushima, but then I watched Last Samurai last night. Oh, gosh. I'm like, Ugh. I need to watch that again. 
I, I do simply before you get to your prediction, because I remember like you, not so much, but you and Nate, you not so much as Nate hyping it up as like one of the greatest movies of all time. And me being kind of like, it's all right. Yeah. It's not the so, greatest movie of all time, yeah, but so it, it's a phenomenal Nate movie. loves it. He I does. need to go back and watch it again. Especially, I need to go back and watch Last of the Mohicans again as well, because you guys hyped that up. And I remember being kind of disappointed. Last of the Mohicans is much different in the sense well, that I, it's... I know. It's just movies that you guys have hyped yeah. that I finally watched on your guys' recommendations. Last of the Mohicans is... Like six hours oof. long. It's not even... Extre- I mean, it's long, but it, I don't even think it's as long as Last Samurai. It's just its own style of thing. It's hard to say what that is. It's a very different movie because it's not a Western. It's not even a period piece. It's it's halfway love story, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's halfway action, but it's not. But it's not. It's such a strange film, but it's. I, I love that movie. So that's what I'll do this week. I'll go back and I'll watch Last of the Mohicans and The Last Samurai and The Last Jedi and the last, just anything that has the word last in it. <laughs> <laughs> last action hero. Last action hero. Just go on. like, And just next week, that's what I'll talk about. The last of the movies that I watched. <laughs> so. Dude, Last Samurai, though. Of course, Hans Zimmer soundtrack, which soundtrack is a huge thing for me. Yeah, I know. It. I didn't even know Hans so, Zimmer did it. It's so good. That's like 90% of the reason you love Right? It, it probably <laughs> is. I will say after, I've probably seen it 10 or 11 times. Um, And it still holds up. Tom Cruise, while he's the title character, is not my favorite character, man. I don't want to watch it's, it now. Because it's Katsumoto and and Yeah, exactly. If, I watch, if I watch it now, I'm going to want those action figures, and I don't want those action figures right now. I do. I mean, I, I don't have the money for them, but great, I ordered them but, anyway. Yeah, money is, Ugh. you know, just got the car fixed and all that, so. Nice thing is they don't come out until next, Ooh. Uh, second quarter of that's, July 2021, or help. second quarter, like July 2021. That's the last thing I need to hear, because then I'm like, oh, okay, I can go ahead and pre-order them. Yeah. And that's money I don't want to spend. See, I didn't even order the Algren. Pop Toys made Nathan Algren first, then Katsumoto, and Yu-Gi-Oh! has not come out yet, but they are making it. That last one they just announced, dude. Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, and Katsumoto? Oh, yeah. That is such a good-looking figure. I didn't order Algren because the sculpt on the figure for Tom Cruise was okay, but it was rooted hair, and it's not good. It's not great. Um. So while I could have had modifications from, done, from I didn't the, get it. From the neck... Or not from the neck, but from the eyes down, from the hairline down, that figure looks yes. amazing. But looks I didn't get so him, good. and while I want him, and someday I'll get him and get mods done, I'm totally cool if I don't ever have any other figures than Katsumoto and Yu-Gi-Oh! Because they're, they're so good. But yeah, not not yeah. talking about that. So yeah, back to your DC predictions. Back to my prediction. Fandom. Wrap it up. I'm going to predict, mm-hmm. probably wrong, <laughs> but I'm going to predict that whether or not he's there, I do not know. Maybe he'll Skype in, I don't know. I'm going to predict that they announce on HBO Max, Ben Affleck will still be Batman. Oh. And they will do at least a continuation to round out Snyder's vision. I think we're going to get more Snyderverse on HBO Max with a return of Ben Affleck as Batman. It's off the wall and it's craziness and it's not going to happen, but he's in shape. He's living his best life right now. The fans are hyped with with uh, Zack Snyder's stuff. HBO Max needs content. I'm going to predict HBO we Max will get more content. Snyderverse on HBO Max with Ben Affleck as, as Batman. Batman. If I'm wrong, sake. I'm going to get drunk on sake. That would be great. Um, I mean, I don't need to go into reasons why it would be great because we've, oh, no. we've done it enough. Oh, yeah. 
But um, that would be great if they did that and then just basically re-announced that they would do Ben Affleck's Batman movie again. Like Ooh, with, with his original script. Deathstroke. You know, Deathstroke yeah. with uh, 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 Joe... I can't say his last Joe name. Joe, you know. Yep, um, just bring him back. The D&D Deathstroke. guy. Yep, um, that would be cool. Also, I didn't think about it until now. What would be kind of cool to see if they, if they're, you know, Ben, Aff- ben Affleck is tired, he doesn't want to commit to a full-blown Batman movie again. It would be kind of cool, I think, and it might work. And this is going off of, I just thought about it, so I could probably think of reasons why it wouldn't work down the road. But uh, if Flash comes in and messes things up, uh, I think it would be kind of cool to see uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, how he's just learning everything and he's trying to figure things out. His universe gets its wires crossed with Ben Affleck's. And Ben Affleck has like a Batman Beyond moment where he's teaching Robert Pattinson and helping him get the things figured out. And then the next Robert Pattinson Batman movie goes forward more with a more solid Batman because he's gotten tips yeah. and, and technology and direction from a grizzled, experienced Ben Affleck's Batman. I'd love to see that. And then maybe, maybe even never see a Ben Affleck movie again. Um, but to know that the continuing Batman is only continuing under the direction and teaching of Ben Affleck would be kind of cool. Yeah. Matt Reeves will never do it because he wants his own vision. He's going to tell it. Well, then but screw I that guy. <laughs> screw you, Matt Reeves. How screw dare you? you? How, How dare, dare you, you as an artist want, want your own spin on things? <laughs> I hate you. I will say this. While Matt Reeves is a great filmmaker and he makes beautiful films mm-hmm. and a lot of good films, I do not like Planet of the Apes trilogy. I, I don't like how it ends. I see. I still haven't seen the third one. And the first but and second I'm, one I really enjoy. I do too. But I'm not just saying the end end. Like the end of what where the characters end up. I'm saying that entire last movie, I didn't like anything about it. Really? Not a single Ooh, thing. Oh, now I do need to watch it. I didn't like it at all. And most people did. I'm in I'm in the minority there, I believe, but I that, nothing worked for me with that. That film. being said, if Matt Reeves ever hears here's this <laughs> Love you, Matt. Kiss kiss. <laughs> I would be an ape on the ground for you. <laughs> no, I mean, my prediction, it's off the wall and it's stupid and it's not going to happen, but I'm going to go ahead and do it Sad. because who I'm, wouldn't want to get drunk on sake? Right. Yeah. You, this is a win-win for you. It's a total win-win. <laughs> it's easy to make those kind of gambles. Ah, if I'm wrong, I guess I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> like, I guess I'll just have a million dollars. I'll win the lottery. If, if I lose, I'll win the lottery. Like, Yeah. There's no downside to this gamble for you, man. That's right. It's putting yourself in the position to win. <laughs> yes. I like it. That's smart. No. Uh, uh, but it's that being, mainly that just being what said, I want to uh, On the outside, looking into your prediction, uh, I would love it. And while just because of the mess that Warner Brothers is in right now and trying to fix everything, I could see it very well possibly not ever happening. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm being echoey. I need to move over here. Um, but also... We haven't heard from Ben Affleck, and he is getting back in shape. Why would he be doing that? If I mean, I feel like the ev- enough evidence is there to question if it really is going to happen. I mean, the it's fan in me says that, yes. Um, but, like, there's nothing else on Ben Affleck's list right now for what else he's going to do. I so think he's doing a documentary for Paramount about Chinatown. Oh, so why get in great yeah, shape for that? Right. <laughs> no, why get in tremendous shape for the accountant, too? Well, he is he – is, 
engaged now to Anna Diarmas, so he could be getting in shape just because he has a young woman in his life. <laughs> that's yes. that's true. That's true. Um, but he wouldn't need to. But no, because he's Ben Affleck. Right. Yes. You know she's she's still marrying Ben Affleck. Yeah. I don't care if he gains, you know, seventy two pounds. <laughs> he's still Ben Affleck. She's still going to marry him. You do your pounds as Sideshow does its weird prices. <laughs> 73 pounds. 72 pounds gained, which puts him at exactly 307. <laughs> um, not knowing what his weight is, obviously, we're just making fun of Hot Toys on that one. Yeah. but um, He's a big dude, so that might be accurate. Like, he's, he's tall. He's like 6'7 or something. He is. He's he massive. Is tall. Yeah, he's, he he's really a massive tall, guy. Which is great because um, movies never really highlight that. You know, like they do with the Tom Cruise, they make him look like he's not crazy short, yeah. even though he is. He's my height. So they he make... has no business being a star. <laughs> <laughs> if you're short, you got no business in show business. In the words of Will Ferrell, short people have no reason to live. <laughs> and that's not coming from me. That's coming from a short person. <laughs> Correct. I'm, I'm, fi- myself... I'm Tom Cruise's height. I'm 5'8". I, I myself am 6'4", so I'm not going to comment No, on you're that. good. Actually, I'm taller than Tom Cruise, so screw you, guy. Isn't he like five, five, six? I six, think something yeah. like that. Yeah. He's a little fellow. Which is kind of weird, because why would you do that for somebody like Ben Affleck? Why would you make them not appear tall, especially as Batman? That's in, that's intimidating. I think yeah. he probably does, and we don't realize it. Maybe, maybe because a lot of the scenes he's like looking up at Superman who's mm-hmm. flying or whatever. Um, I know Henry Cavill said when they were filming he was intimidated to be around Ben Affleck. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He no. said he was intimidated. Yep. Henry Cavill's like the biggest man I've ever seen. Yep. But he's not Ben Affleck. But he's but he's not Ben Affleck. There you go. Ben Affleck is an Oscar winning actor, man, and he's and he's Batman. He should be an Oscar winning director. There's he no There's sense no in him should. not winning for I'm Argo. Sorry. No sense in it. Um I've still not seen Argo. It won Best Picture and he did not win. He didn't even get nominated for Best Director. And it won Best Picture. How does that work? That doesn't make sense. Makes no sense. You're, this is the Best Picture, but the guy who made it, nah. Yeah, forget that guy. We're not even going to nominate him. Not even going to nominate. That doesn't. Uh, that doesn't compute. No, it doesn't. That doesn't make sense. It's a good movie. This I've is, seen it a this, few times. This could be the best movie of the year, but the guy who made it the best movie of the year, fuck that guy. <laughs> like what? What is? What, what is your basis? Yep. So, so that means you nominated somebody for Best Director and didn't nominate their movie as Best Movie. Uh, probably yes. You would have. I'm to. not sure who else because there's only so many nominations you can give. Four. So if you gave someone five, a nomination four. for best movie but not best director, that means there's a movie out there that's nominated for best director but not best movie. That doesn't make sense. That would be correct. That does not. This guy's the best at making movies, but the movie's not good. And this is the best movie of the year, but the guy who made it's not good. That doesn't make sense to me. No, me either. And so I haven't seen Argo. It's but the town is beautifully mm. made. It's a good movie. The accountant. Is beautifully made. It's a good movie. Um, uh, the biggest snub, the town or uh, uh, Live by Night. That's the Live one. by Night is a tremendous movie, and it's very well made. And Ike was fully full blown, one hundred percent behind Ben Affleck, and has fallen to the depression, the stint of depression, because of how he was treated in that movie. Because granted, when I went to theaters and saw that, man, it was not what I thought it would be. No, me like, either. I went into it thinking it would be this, and it wasn't. And it was and, still amazing. And normally that's enough for me to be like, oh, this movie's not as good as I thought it would be. But that wasn't for Live By Night. Live By Night was blew my expectations out of the so water. Good. I thought it would go left. It went completely right and was still good. Yep. And on top of that, it was really well made, really yep. well directed by Ben Affleck. I wish he would get a, a, an Oscar for Best Director because he deserves it. Yeah. He's made some tre- – you know what else I like about him as a person? And I've talked to you about this briefly in the past – 
when Live By Night was coming out, it was advertised as directed by the man who directed the town, who directed Argo, and who directed the accountant? I don't think he directed Accountant. No? They did I don't not. think so. Well, it, it, it was advertised as directed by the man who directed three movies. Mm-hmm. It was never, ever said directed by Ben Affleck. Right. Which I just feel is kind of a cool move for him to not be like, it was directed by me. But for them to be like, it was directed by somebody who directed these other really good movies. Yeah, movies that you know. That you know. Yeah. And are good movies. You know, it's very easy to be like, directed by James Cameron. Oh, yeah. Directed by... Very easy. You know, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, yeah. however. And Ben Affleck's like, it was directed by the guy that directed these other movies. Perfect example. And you can decide how you feel about it going off of that. You know, if yeah. you've seen these movies, then you... And how you feel about those movies is probably how you're going to feel about this movie. But not to have his name printed mm-hmm. in bold letters. It's kind of a cool move. Great example. Ridley Scott's one of those guys that it's always a new something from Ridley Scott. It's never from the creator of Alien and right. Gladiator. It's always from Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like – I don't know if maybe this could be the difference too is Ridley Scott, a lot of those movies are directed by him but not screenplayed by him. And a lot of the movies from Ben Affleck, he participated in the writing as well. Yeah, I I don't know how much Ridley Scott. I'd have to look into it. How much he got involved in the scripts? But people under he didn't write Alien. No, Alien was already made, and they were looking for a director and pulled him in. Yeah, which until then, all he had directed at the moment was uh, commercials, which is crazy. Zack Snyder came from commercials as well. That's crazy to me because their yep. movies. Ridley Scott, I love Ridley Scott as a movie maker, as a director. From Alien to Gladiator to something else I just watched. I don't remember what it was. He's um, been all he's, over the he, board. Yeah, he makes good movies. He's got a new show coming out for HBO Max. I think it's HBO Max. Airs on September 3rd called oh, Raised by Wolves. Um, I'll show you the trailer. It has I'll, I'll Dude, it. it has Ragnar in it. He's the villain. He looks incredible. Travis oh, Fimmel? Travis, yeah, Travis Fimmel. Fimmel. I love that guy. I do too. I love that guy, dude. He's such a good Quick actor. Quick props to Warcraft. That's a minus, yeah, the, shout out minus to Warcraft. the kid, the the magician kid who's a terrible actor and terrible in the film. It, minus it, him, that movie's amazing. I just wa- I mean I say I just watched. I watched it like 3 months ago. Yeah, um, me too probably. But Sometime this year. I didn't I didn't think he was that bad. Like he's definitely not the best actor in the movie. Um what hurts him but, the most is, and I've locked this down in my mind, what hurts him the most is his dialogue does not fit. His dialogue is modern day. Oh, like maybe. if you watch it again, his the things he says, it's like, well, that doesn't fit what everyone else is saying. Okay. You're talking like a modern day person. So his dialogue makes his acting bad. Okay. Whether or not he's a bad actor, the dialogue ruins the character right. 100%. For me. Uh, under that, I'll have to go back and watch it again and see. But it's not enough to ruin but, that movie. But, it's so good. But – the fan base of the games ruined our chances for a sequel for that. That is a great movie. Period. It is End so of good. Sentence. That is a good movie. And I wish I could get a sequel to that because it is so They talked good. about they it. They talked about it forever. Because uh, it made, they, it made like even, $400 million overseas. Yeah, they even hinted at there would be a sequel released in China and not have a not theatrical the release yep. in the U.S., which would be fine because then I'd still be able to watch it eventually. Oh, yeah. But that is such a good movie that just left left me hanging. But um, how much time do we have left? Uh, I don't know. However much you want. Because <laughs> I was going to uh, uh, ask you for another prediction. Let's do it. Since um, let's let me, do it. Let me open see, another beer. Let me see what you think of this. 
So Ridley Scott is, uh, as of right now, officially, speaking of the great Ridley Scott, uh, the tremendous, talented uh, movie maker and director, he is, as of right now, officially uh, working on Gladiator 2. Oh, what? Yeah, what Huh? What do you think? Huh? Being put on the spot, what do you think that was going to happen in that? I have absolutely no idea. What the hell would you do with Gladiator 2? So originally, he wanted to do a Gladiator 2 immediately. Oh, I remember you talking about this. Wanted, Underworld, right? Yep. He wanted to do a, a Gladiator 2 mm. following, uh, is it Maximus or Ma- Maximilian? Maximus. Maximus. Yeah. Following Maximus after his death in Gladiator 1. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this really old movie. <laughs> um uh, mm. So he wanted to do a contrast. It was his goal. It was going to be done on purpose. That the first one is very realistic. It's set in what would be at the time the pinnacle of modern civilization uh, in ancient Rome. Um, very much based in reality. Very much with gladiators oh, and Roman generals and warfare. You could watch it and question whether or not it was based on historical events. Yeah, yeah, but based on yeah, not historical events per se, but based on the reality of. The real world and how things would happen. Well, it yeah, it fits into that perfectly. Yeah. But I could watch it and be like, did this happen? Like, did, oh, did a gladiator yeah. rise up and yeah. kill an emperor? I mean, what yeah, what's going exactly. on? Um, I I took what you said the other direction. Like, you could question yeah, I, if it really yeah, happened. I gotcha. But I get you. you. You really could question if it really – like Patriot. You, did that really happen? 100%. Yes. That could have happened. Um, but the sequel was supposed to be Russell Crowe as Maximus uh, fighting very <laughs> – in a very different tone – Fighting in the underworld to rescue the souls of his wife and, and kid. Very Clash of the Titans style. You're laughing. I'm laughing because have you seen Russell Crowe lately? Exactly. <laughs> this is what we're talking like after Gladiator came he's out. He's so fat. <laughs> Glad- and he's got like a mullet now. Gladiator came out in 2000 and he was wanting to do a sequel immediately with that premise. So now, <laughs> should have done it then. Now it's being, remi- it's being rewritten. He's still doing a Gladiator 2, um, but... Obviously, you can't do that because you're not going to be able to account for Russell Crowe aging 30 years in the underworld. He should be the same age. He should look exactly the same. So So what the heck are they going to do? Uh, uh, I would say here's the problem. For one, it shouldn't be done because too much time has passed and it's gained beloved status. Like you have movies that are good at the time and then – 15 years, they become beloved. Like mm-hmm. they're cult classics like Blade Runner. It didn't do well in the box office. It wasn't great. Over time, it became a cult classic. Gladiator has now become a cult classic. Even more than that because it was commercially successful. And it was an Oscar winner. Yes. So given all of those things. Best movie ever made. Yeah. Won the award. <laughs> given all of those things, I see no way, whether I like it or not, it doesn't matter. I see no way that a Gladiator sequel is going to be successful because I, th- I can't think of any story beat you can come up with that's going to work. I think what they do now um, is completely rewrite his original idea and the sequel does the same thing. It takes place in the very real world. I thought about that. With but other, then it's copy paste. With other people dealing with the wake of Maximus's death. Um, it will be very sim- – if that's what happens, it will be very similar to the fir- – maybe they go the route of Spartacus where it's – after the events of uh, the gladiatorial arena being basically flipped on its head with Spartacus doing what he does. And then basically the slaves and gladiators revolt. Um, if they go that route, um, I'm definitely going to watch it either way. Oh, it's Ridley Scott. I'll watch it yep. for sure. Um, but I do I do fear that it's going to be 
a copy paste of too much time has passed. You can no longer do the underworld storyline, like you said, and now anything you make just with the title alone, eesh, I I don't see how it works. That's a good I, point I just too. Don't see it. Um, if you advertise Gladiator Two, is that a title people are going to rush to the theaters to no, watch after no. after thirty years? It's going to have to sorry, be a sorry. streaming. Movie. I keep saying thirty years because I'm thirty years old. After twenty years, yeah. Do you go and see Gladiator Two simply because of the title alone, Gladiator Two? If it gets made, it needs to be something that comes to HBO Max or <laughs> uh, Peacock for the dumbest name ever, or Netflix because it's not something that's going to pull people to theaters. And your only hope is bored people on the couch giving it a shot. That would be my opinion on it. it too much time has passed mm-hmm. to revisit the story. It's, it, that's just all it is to it. In my opinion, I, I hope I'm wrong and I hope it's amazing and it all works. I'd watch fat Russell Crowe running through the underworld. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's not going to work as a movie, but I would watch it. I <laughs> right. would. I love Russell Crowe and I love the story of Gladiator. I'd yes. watch him running around without changing. The girl don't need to lose a pound. No. Let Russell Crowe run through the underworld. Uh, belly. Jiggle, oh, yeah. Jiggling. Let it go. Just, Let it hang out. I'd watch it. He's one of those guys that's fat, but, but you can tell it's like a huge a firm fat. Yep. If that makes sense. Like he has a huge gut, but it's like hard. <laughs> That's what he looks like now. He's what we call uh, uh fit fat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I will say I just watched a Russell Crowe movie two weeks ago that I hadn't seen in years. And that was state of play with him and Ben Affleck. Speaking of Ben Affleck. Speaking of Ben Affleck. That's a great movie. I've never seen it. I remember watching it when I was younger and hating it. But now as I watch it as an adult, I realize it's not an action movie. So, Watch it as what it is, and it, it's a good movie. What about what do you think about the movie he's playing in now, where he's like the crazed driver? I'm in for that. I, I want to see it. I really yeah, do. I do too. I want to see Russell Crowe as a psycho bad guy. If theaters would open up here, please, I'll go watch it. I will. I, I mean, I'm ready to watch New Mutants on August 28th. Indiana, give me a theater to watch it, and I'll go watch Dude, it. Dude, I'm ready to watch anything. Yeah, Inception's you, supposed to come out again in theaters. I'm there. Just really? open up. Yeah, it's supposed to come out Dude, before ten. As it stands right now, dude, if you release the Teletubbies movie, <laughs> I'm gonna go to theaters and watch it probably twice, um, <laughs> just to have a movie going experience again. I miss Pixie. that. I miss going there, especially the Hamilton IMAX. Dude, it's gone. I know, but I missed that experience. Going I do there, too. Getting, getting, Grabbing a beer and just a watching, beer, a movie. watching a movie. I love it. Um, that was my weekend. Take, taking things for granted, man. Not realizing how much you love the movie going experience until it's gone. Yeah. I miss it. The last movie I saw before everything went to hell, um, I think it was Birds of Prey. Probably. So I think Probably. it was. And that was February, end of February. Oh, gosh. Jeez, man. I've done my waiting. No kidding. Twelve months of it, right? What in what feels wow. like Azkaban? It does. Um, so yeah, if if for some reason movie theaters can, Inception was supposed to open up next week in theaters. Look, all I'm saying, and like I said, we try to stay strictly on entertainment. I don't even know if I should say it. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> if masks truly work, then fucking open the businesses, open the theaters, let us go. But that's all I'll say. I won't go down that route any further than that. Well, that's it. Just if if you open your businesses and just tell people, okay, when I go that's to the, true. when I go to the gas station, what does the sign say on the door? Masks required. Masks required. When I go to the restaurant, what does the sign say on the door? Open your theater and say masks required. Yeah, that's it. You're done. And, and if it, someone shows up without a mask, you don't let them in, and then yep. we're done. Yep. That's and it. And people who are still afraid just won't go. That, but those people like you and me will go. Correct. Well, we will. 
We will. And we'll, if and I we'll get... buy your outrageously priced concessions. Oh, yeah. You know, Mark them up. I'll buy them. Just to support you, man. Yeah. $7 for a hot dog? I'll buy two of them. <laughs> no, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm so desperate. Yeah, man. I'll do it. I am. I'm desperate I don't for care. outside I'll do of the it. house entertainment. Me too. I'll do it. And the drive-ins in LA and stuff are really big right now. And if there was a drive-in around here, oh I'd go gosh. to that too. But there's Dude, none around Dude, somebody's here. missing out on an opportunity. I know. Walmart's doing it. Do you know that? Uh, do, drive-ins? Yep. They're going to start turning, putting big LED that work in the daylight screens out in their parking lots what? and doing drive-ins. Yep. They've, they're already doing it in some places. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, if there was a drive-in around me, I'd go watch something. Wouldn't that be I great if because of, if because of COVID drive-in theaters made a comeback? Oh, they are. I mean, not in like, Indiana. I mean, like nationwide. I, yeah, I wish. Like people, yes. pe- like they open up new drive-ins. That'd be that'd be exciting. I miss going to the drive-in, dude. Dude, in L.A., they're doing a um, movie theaters on the water. So, like, you get in these little rafts and watch Jaws. <laughs> oh yes, that why would, not? That would be awesome. But you chill on the water and watch a movie. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm in. I'll do whatever it takes. That would I don't be cool care. because as a 30 year old dude, the last movie I saw in a drive-in theater was Casper. Um, Casper, for me, the drive-in, we went way, way, way back in the day. I'm trying to remember what it was that we saw. I don't even remember now. I've only been to a drive-in one time, and I was young. And I don't remember what it was. We were soldiers once, and young. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Some family film, but I don't remember what. Family films. Forget that. The last movie I saw there was Casper, but... Family films. Dude, Casper was awesome. It was. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, man. What, Christina Ricci or Ricci, whatever Ricci. her name is? Yeah. Was she in it? I think so, yeah. I, I haven't seen Casper since then, so I, oh. so I don't know. Well, it's probably been 14 years since I've seen it. Man, everyone that's listening that's young, you get to become old like us someday. It's, everybody, hey, it's been 20 years. Everybody who's listening who's young is like, what's a drive-in? <laughs> what, are they, what are they talking about? <laughs> Who are these old men? Who They've these, lost it. Who are these old men? Drive-ins, payphones, what the hell? Dude, I remember payphones. I remember rotary phones. We had a rotary phone. I, You know what? All jokes aside, I miss rotary phones. They were I like awesome. That. I don't have a house landline. Um, that's just not a really big thing anymore. You know, a lot of people just use their... I mean, house phones are a big thing still. But a lot of people are forgoing phones in their house and just using their cell phones, which is what I do. If I had a landline for a phone, I would I would get a, a rotary phone again. Oh yeah. Look, young kids that if you ever listen to this, you don't you don't understand the thrill you get slamming a rotary phone down to hang up on someone that made you mad. Even if it's your grandma. H- hitting the end call button just doesn't do it. No. Because on Not the other all, on the other end all they hear is silence. You slam a rotary phone down and they're going to hear that they knew it. click. Yep. Beep. <laughs> and they're going to know I said something that made that guy mad. Uh-huh. And then you're going to feel so much better because you get the oh yeah ding. justification. It feels so good. So everybody, I don't have stock in rotary phones, but you should go buy one. Go buy one. Bring yep. them back. Bring oh, them back. Yeah. Let's do it. 2020, we're going back to the Stone Age. And they're just cool. They're cool, to use, <laughs> they're cool to use too because you get the shh. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. I miss them. Those and typewriters. Those, awesome, those man. And typewriters, man. Oh, oh. I love them. Yep. I love them. Yeah, we lost our way. Yeah, we do that. We lost our way Mo- more than most. <laughs> we're mean, talking about rotary phones. We're talking about rotary talking, phones and supposed to be talking Gladiator about DC. 2. So speaking of rotary phones, <laughs> Zack Snyder's DC universe. 
There's my attempt at a segue. They use torches? They they do. Yeah. They do. Now, um, we're all in for DC fandom. It's ah oh, crap, no it isn't. It's two weeks from now. So yeah, next week we may be talking about the PlayStation pre order price, because rumor has it that's dropping in August. Who the hell knows? But if not I think I think I so know. because they announced the second state of play. Well they already did it. They, did they? They did it oh Wednesday. Oh. It was all PS4, and they told everyone it's going to be PS4 stuff. They showed some PS5 stuff like Godfall gameplay. Um, Focus Home Interactive is doing a new game called Outlaws, Hoods, and Legends. So you play as like Robin Hood-esque people. Good. Awesome. And it's for PS5. But for the most part, the whole event was PS4 stuff. Cool. But the rumor still is that the pre-order will drop in August. Because I've heard a lot of people complaining about the state of play thing. Um, I didn't realize because I forgot – I didn't realize that it had already happened, but I saw a lot of complaints. Yeah, this week. And they were complaining about PlayStation, uh, PS4 stuff. But to me, I'm all for that. Yeah. Because if, if they announced, which they did, that the PS4 stuff will not be on PS5, it's nice to see that the people who don't upgrade immediately to a PS5 will still have games to play. Sure. The company's not abandoning you. Right. They're still going to give you new things oh, yeah. to do and play. And I know, um, like they said, uh, Hitman 3... We'll have. Did you see that? Hitman Three will will be playable in first person. What uh, on a PSVR? Oh, that's incredible! And they said they're going to revamp the entire Hitman trilogy to be playable on the PSVR, which will be exciting. Oh, that's awesome! Be, I'll do that. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yep. But I, I watched the state of play, but I was kind of in and out because I knew it wasn't going to be a whole lot of anything I cared about, and a lot of it was. Just little independent type games and stuff. N- nothing big, but supposedly sometime in August, pre-order and price are going to drop. Who knows if it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I need to be paying more attention because as soon as you're able to pre-order PS5, I'm probably going to. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm a, If I have the, the funds in my yeah. account, I'm going to do it. Yep. I want one. I'm excited. Can't wait to see what Sony does. It's going to be It's going to be the first time. The PS4 was the first time I got a console at launch. This will be I traded in things for it. This will be the first time I get a console at launch and launch and don't trade anything because I'm keeping my PS4. Yeah. If they're going to keep releasing content for the PS4, I'm going to keep my PS4. Yeah, I probably will too for a little while. Besides, mine's not worth much since the last life. Yeah, mine's not either. No. I got some paint dropped on it, so. Mine crapped out a few weeks Yours ago. Yours sounds like an airplane getting ready to came, take off. came back, yeah. Mine is living on the edge. Yours sounds like a nuclear power plant. Yeah. But we will probably be back next week with something to talk about. And if not, you know we're coming in hot after DC Fandom to talk about all kinds of things. Who the hell knows how long that episode's going to be? Six hours. Oh, yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to get... We're going to do a director's cut. I'm going to be drunk on sake, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get to try sake for the first time. There you go. So that's exciting. So, yeah. Guys, um, we'll probably catch you next week. No clue what we're talking about. Um, But we'll definitely be back for the Fandom event. Until then, you can always find us on Instagram at TJP underscore show if you want to talk about nothing. Or you can find me personally at Bearded Toy Man. Or you can find Patrick at Ranton underscore. Uh, I'm, I keep swaying. Ranton underscore Atlantean. You're oh, right yeah. about these mics having hotspots, man. I they go do. to this side and yep. I can hear my voice drop. Yep. So Ranton underscore Atlantean. I will 
Well, I was going to say I'll try to do better at the uh, uh, Instagram account, but I've done nothing on it. So I didn't either. I um, mean, I did for a little while there, but yeah. This whole this whole week's been a hectic week. Um, no excuse. It's all life. My, that's all my uh, fault. Finds it a way. finds a uh, way to fuck you over. <laughs> so, um, yeah, pretty excited about uh, the show as we continue to talk about other things. Oh yeah, it's um, it's a blast. Speaking enjoy of just real quick, uh, the gambles that we have made and you getting drunk on sake. Oh yeah. I owe the show $120 of whiskey. 120. Um, yeah. I lost two gambles for $60 whiskeys. Um, well I haven't lost one yet. But I just I, remember the Oscar one. I'm not going to beat Witcher three before this year's over. <laughs> I forgot it's, about that. It's dude. not going to happen. We still have like five months. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I haven't, I haven't played it. I haven't played it. I haven't touched it. And I totally forgot I've about made that. the conscious decision. Oh, you have? Yeah. I owe $60 of whiskey to the show. I'm, I've made the conscious decision. I'm not playing it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm so mad at having to start over again. I'm not. I'll just bite the bullet, pay the 60 bucks. But my question was going to be, would it be okay with the other parties involved in the bet, i.e. you? Oh, yeah. If I instead got one $120 bottle with me? <laughs> yeah. Instead of two $60 bottles. Dude, we're going to celebrate watching something with that. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So we're gonna watch Wonder Woman eighty four and then review it drunk on one hundred twenty dollar whiskey. Yeah, Buy course, some Lagavulin or something. Of course, I'm like hundred hundred and twenty dollar whiskey. I'm like twelve year Jameson. I'm like it's it's still gonna be Jameson instead. Twelve of, bottles of early times. Twelve, <laughs> dude. They're seven dollars. <laughs> I can buy like fifty of them. Well, if the shoe fits, and then. <laughs> Another two decades from now, we'll still have 47 <laughs> bottles because it is garbage. And they'll be frozen in the freezer because <laughs> yeah. alcohol doesn't freeze. But, but I'll tell you right now, early times early, does. Early times does. We learned. We figured that out. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, guys, thanks for jumping in on this one where it started off very well. We had topic. We were rolling along and then it turned into whatever it turned into. But oh, we covered most of the topic. Oh, yeah, we did. And if you've listened long enough, you should expect it to turn into something that is not what it was intended to be. So, yeah, thanks sure. for jumping in on this one. Um, we'll be back probably next week. Don't know what we're talking about. And then definitely back the week after that for DC fandom. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, thanks, guys, for jumping in on this one. Until next time, we have spoken. <laughs>